Howard Stern. Good morning. We were, uh, all of us were just talking about how skinny you are. What? Yeah. It was a big discussion going on. Really? Yeah. You're skinny. Why is that I mean, such you're a not. Big deal? Oh, come on. You're petite. It's ridiculous. You look like when you were I'm 20 when I met hard. you. It, it should yeah. be. It looks good. How's your breath? In other words, I know oh, women and men who have, I know men who have lost a lot of weight, women too. And you get near them and their breath is so stinky because they're so hungry all the time. What about you? Do you have any I idea? I haven't had that, no. Yeah, you, I I've never. So. Yeah, I've never smelled bad breath on you. I've been working with you how many years? I mean, too many to count. And, uh,. I yeah. never smelled you like I never went, ooh, Robin smells. But, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? I've, I've smelled Fred. Like, when Fred and I used to sit in a room and write together, he used to smoke cigarettes and drink coffee. And his yeah. breath was always horrible. From well, the coffee. Coffee. Then, yeah. And then smoke. <laughs> and then, I, yeah, like, I, you know. And Gary had the worst breath. Well, that's legendary. <laughs> no matter what he's doing. Especially when he's dieting. Um, but you never got a whiff of you ever. Like, you're such a dainty little thing. And, uh, well, you know, I, I'm you're a lady. very heavily you're a lady. into oral hygiene. Yeah, me too. And, speaking uh, of which. Yeah. Speaking of oral hygiene. So, you know, every time I um, bite down on some food, just this started happening yesterday. I feel a little sensation in the mm. back of my mouth on the left side. So I just... Uh, I was just upstairs contacting my dentist to see if he could get me in tomorrow, mm. which he can. But it's a you big think schlep. It's a cavity? I don't think so. I think it's like uh -oh. a. I don't. You know what? I don't think it's anything other than I'm just tired. Uh huh. My wife's You're so concerned tired about your me. Teeth hurt. <laughs> yeah, like I think when I get stressed out, uh, uh, I get little things. But yeah, I'm just going to check. You're a teeth grinder, aren't you? I am. I have to wear, <laughs> Beth laughs at me. I wear like a plastic device that they rigged for me. And she calls it my, um, what does she call it? Like my night brace. And it's not a night brace. It's like a piece of plastic, like what an athlete might wear on the field. Right. Like that tooth yeah. protecting thing. I like that I have athletic gear for sleeping. My my sport. What's your sport? I see you have a mouthpiece. Uh, yeah, it's for sleep. Um, yeah, I, I I tend to thrash about. Uh, yeah, I have. I, I go to her. It's a mouth. I should put it in one morning and do the show because it's really funny to hear me talk with it in. Because she hates when I like at night. I'll put it in and then she'll ask me uh, a question. And I go, "Are what is that?" And she goes, "Oh, you you're wearing your night brace or whatever." I forget what she calls it. I said, "Yeah, I'm artistic. I have headgear <laughs> over here. I have headgear." <laughs> Night guard. Uh, yeah, so I got to go see the dentist. Do you put that dentist. in last thing? That's when you're ready to really settle down, or do you sit there mm -hmm. with it watching TV? No, I I do not put it until Beth falls asleep, and oh. I think she's asleep, and I stick it in my mouth, and then all of a sudden she'll go, "Honey, uh, blah, blah 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 blah," and I go, "Oh, okay, I make sure you got that. <laughs> I make sure you I make sure that." <laughs> and she goes, oh, would you take that thing out? She gets really annoyed. I go, sorry, I grind my teeth. <laughs> um, what a mess. What a mess. I was uh, talking to the dudes who work here. The dudes and gals. 
about that uh, football player. We didn't get to talk about it yesterday, but the football player that um, collapsed on the field. And I went, I know most guys who watch football. They didn't want that game to be called off. They were secretly going, this is bullshit. You know, even though the guy, because like, let's, I think it was the decent thing to do because you know how I feel about football. I, right. I'm like, I thought about you the whole time I was listening to the news about it. I was like, well, Howard's going to be on fire because he's always said that this should be ended. Football is a well, crazy game. I think football should be ended, but I'll tell you the truth. In a lot of sports, basketball, um, you see it in every sport. Sometimes people spontaneously kind of have go into a heart problem or a heart condition. I know this guy did a hit. He and probably was hit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I was surprised. I am sure the NFL was like, damn, we want to go on with the game, but we can't because we'll look like a bunch of dicks. The guy's name is DeMar Hamlin, by the way. He plays right. for the Buffalo Bills. 24-year-old guy. It's horrible. And, I, and I've said I in the past, think, and I'll say it again. What? What? I'm going to say this again, that, that um, you know, to me, the, the, the owners look like a bunch of guys, um, you know, like um, back on the plantation. You know, the, like, to me, these guys, and not in a racial way, but in, a, in, a, in a, how they treat the players, how they uh, have salary well, caps. they're called the owners. Yeah, and what owners. Do they own, <laughs> they they own, own a bunch people. of dudes. Yeah. <laughs> so it reminds me of the plantation system because I always thought football is such a horseshit thing because, you know, a lot of guys who get injured, they don't even get compensated after they get injured. They just gave their life to the fucking game. I'm wondering how what happens to Demar if he can't play anymore. Yeah, um, I don't know, you know what his contract situation is. Yeah, the contracts are complete bullshit because it's a monopoly. They the players have nowhere else to go to play football. So don't even get me started on the game. And I even told you this story when uh, John Bon Jovi, who uh, you know I love. Uh, he was he his dream was to own a football team. He even put together a, 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 a consortium of people to buy a team. And I said to him privately, I said, John, why would you want to be a, 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 a the owner of people gladiators? It feels like gladiators who are going out there and you're sitting there in your seat, you know, watching them be gladiators. So I'm on record as thinking that the whole sport is fucked up. Uh, I love watching it. When I do see it, I do enjoy the game. You marvel at it, right? Yeah. These guys are such fabulous athletes. And then you read about them. A lot of them 35 years old and they've, uh, they have Alzheimer's disease. So, you know, the, the brain injuries and all that other shit. Okay. But I was laughing because Gary says to me, you don't think they wanted to stop that football game? I mean, the guy, you know, collapsed. I said, no, these guys just want to make money. They got all the advertisers lined up. They got millions of dollars in betting going on. And Gary says to me, well, let me ask you something. Remember we had a big scores party for Fred? We <laughs> threw him a bachelor party. And Fred passed out unconscious. And we had to call an ambulance because Fred, Fred basically went Fred? flat on his face. Yeah, he was bleeding, wasn't he? Yeah, he fell flat on his face. We thought he was dead. He had, he drank so much alcohol quickly. And and Gary goes, didn't we stop the party because of the tragedy? What happened to Fred? <laughs> I go, absolutely not. I remember thinking, gee, Fred is flat faced on the ground. Oh, fuck. I'm going to probably have to go to the hospital with him. And then Gary and Dominic volunteered to go to the hospital with Fred. And everyone looked at me and said, well, I guess we should leave. And I go... Why? 
<laughs> Why are we leaving? I go, well, first of all, it's Fred's bachelor party and he's not here. I go, he wasn't here from the beginning because he was so drunk. Number what was, two. Uh, what would have happened if Fred had died at his bachelor party? You want to know something? We didn't know if he was going to live or die. It was that serious. I mean, the guy went off about uh, five, like five or six steps. Yeah. Flat faced. Went, went flat right on his face. Landed. He was unconscious. And we were pretty sure he was dead. But Gary went. And the rest of the guys said to me, what do you think about stopping the party? And I said, that is ridiculous. It's not whether Fred lives or dies. We're here. There's no point in stopping the party. We got tons of hot chicks. There's alcohol. There's all kinds of shit going on in this party. Nobody worried about how Fred was from that moment I on? did. Sure. We got reports every once in a while from Gary at the hospital. <laughs> do, you we know, did. do you know how bad, do you know how bad Fred was? Seriously? Yeah, I do. Of course. We, 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 we took him to the hospital and Fred was so out of it. Like Fred was so dead. <laughs> yeah. That they were, they, you know, they heard he fell. They stitched up his chin and they do that thing where they, you know, they poke you in the foot with a sharp thing to see yeah. if there's any paralysis. And Fred didn't move. So they're like, no. He, either How about something this? bad happened. They stitched up Fred. They didn't give him any kind That's of like right. Novocaine, not Novocaine, but painkiller. Yeah. Lidocaine. Yeah. Because he, he was so inebriated. He was anesthetized from alcohol. He didn't need it. But not only that, they couldn't give him any more sedation. (laughs) He was sedated enough. I think it was 17 shots and four beers, so that'll do it. He took 17 shots in about an hour, I would say, or an hour and two. On an empty stomach, which did not help. Well, I got to tell you, I made a decision like the NFL had to make. The NFL did the right thing. I did the wrong thing. I just said, guys, <laughs> we're going on with the party. Uh, just because Fred was being a jerk doesn't mean we have to ruin our good time. Exactly. Uh, just because Fred has issues, I don't I have know. to stop I my know. good time. I had naked chicks running around. I'm in my sweatpants. I got a boner. <laughs> and one of those naked chicks was an EMT person. She actually, I think, uh, helped me. Yeah, That's it was crazy. Right. It was things are so bad in the EMT business that uh, as a sideline, she was a stripper and made more money as a stripper. It's the truth. Thank God. She worked on Fred until the ambulance got there. And it was a pressure probably saved your life. She was like Florence Nightingale go, with D cups. Lovely did she woman. Go back to the party too. give somebody yeah, absolutely. a lap dance right after Fred. Yeah. I, she I, got I, a job I, to do. I said, honey, get to work. I got a boner. Uh, I have a, bur- a boner that needs to be nursed. Hey, boner. <laughs> but, uh, I remember her name. She's lovely. Omicron is her name. Um, <laughs> beautiful stripper. But, uh, yeah, it was crazy. All of a sudden, a girl with like no top and like a little like sequin skirt and high heels is working on Fred. And I'm like, should we be allowing this? I mean, does she know what she's doing? I mean, I mean, I've heard all kinds of weird stories, but it was true. She was at the guy, the uh, guy who, uh, uh, was the uh, stripper club owner. He, he, he said, no, she's an actually MT. She's certified. She can actually yeah. take care of him. I said, then put her to work on Fred. Go ahead. Yeah. Let the party continue. So she as soon known as what they- she was doing. They came in. Can you imagine the EMT workers seeing all of us standing around in our, with our boners? And they, they, they take Fred out and I just spade the call. I said, I said, the party goes on, boys. And they were happy and everyone forgot about Fred. Uh, so they, they, the, they turned the music up and it was right back on like nothing happened. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I'm telling the truth. Speed bump. So I'm surprised the NFL did the right thing. Well, uh, in, in, you know, a serious, discussion of this i think it was because it was all happening on the field it was you know usually when somebody gets hurt 
They bring out that stretcher and cart them off so they clear the field. Nobody's had time to even get invested in what happened. And you hear about what happened to the player later. This all happened on the field. They had to immediately start doing CPR on the yeah. field. The, fa- the, the team made a ring like a wall to try to provide a curtain of privacy for this guy and they all broke down and started crying and hugging each other so you know i mean with the display of of just upset and and overwhelmment that was going on i don't think the owners had any choice but to say oh we better do the right thing these guys are down on their knees praying and yeah, we, so um, we can't go on with the game. Yeah, when Fred was unconscious, we did form a ring around him, actually. We really did, because everybody wanted to see what was circle. You want to know why we had a ring around Fred? And I'll tell you the truth. Fred had a wad of funny money in his hand. And I was I saying, should was I? a little yeah, light after that. I took the funny money and I redistributed it to all the guys. I was like, well, he can't, he can't use it. What, 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 he's oh, look at you. Look at you. <laughs> you redistributed it to everybody else. Oh, that's funny. He had like, because he was the honoree, he had like $500 in funny money. <laughs> and I, I was, was like, for well. Day. <laughs> so i took it and i said all right everybody t- you know have fun with the money because imagine fred shows up to the hospital with his funny money in his hand they probably wouldn't have even worked on him well they probably would have taken it anyway yeah no i remember i i gave it to the girl working on you and i said here this is a tip for performing cpr on fred <laughs> when we fred like, got to the hospital i felt so bad for him because you know again you have to understand it, it's 11 o'clock in the morning and this guy's so drunk he can't move <laughs> So they treated Fred like he was a degenerate. Oh, drunk. yeah. They didn't right. even want to go they, near me. They treated him like he was a homeless I heard. guy. I remember when Fred's wife, Allison, showed up at the hospital Ooh. and she was real proud. She was real proud oh, of Fred God. because, yeah, uh, Gary's like, yeah, well, he was at the strip club and he drank 17 <laughs> shots in like an hour. She, she stared daggers at me. I felt so bad. You know, yeah. she's just like, what did you guys fucking do to Fred? Well, well yeah. my favorite. Well, if you part got daggers, story, imagine what I got. So, yeah, we're my a bunch of horny. Part of the story, <laughs> yeah. Howard was when Fred woke up. He had an IV, and you know, there, you know, he was in a bed with a, you know, that the head raises. <laughs> and his first thought was, "When did they start doing this in school?" <laughs> that, that's that was my first thought. I'm going like, my eyes were open. I saw these curtains hanging. I'm going like, man, this is so cool. They actually have a recovery room at scores. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I didn't, no. and, and I didn't realize what was going on until I went home. <laughs> I went to bed and I woke up at four in the morning because I had to pee. And I looked in the mirror and I saw the big bandage and all that shit <laughs> like that. And I wanted to like fucking scream because I had no idea what the hell happened. Oh, Meanwhile, wow. you it probably you woke up. You're like, oh, wait a second. I didn't know they had a fantasy suite at sports. I guess because <laughs> I talk, I'm in bed. Somebody's coming in in a moment and it's going to get hot. I want to drink this more. Yeah, I didn't realize I have a bedroom scenario because I'm the bachelor for the uh, for the bachelor party. There's your uh, ABC show, The Drunk Bachelor. Yeah, you wake up, you go, oh, I see. After you jizz them and pass out, they just put you in a nice bedroom suite. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why do you think you drank so much that night? I think I think you were just kind of. I'm not good with an empty stomach, and I think I was just very excited by the whole thing, and you know, just. Was when has a good Fred time. ever had a party thrown? Never had a party like the that. First the first and last time that ever happened. So. Fred, the 17 shots, what were they? Tequila. Oh. And I haven't oh. had tequila since. Scared the shit out of me. 
Did you stop drinking or do you still no, drink? No, I still drink. Are you kidding? Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just uh, in honor. By the way, uh, later today on Sternthology, we'll play Fred's Bachelor Party. We'll Beautiful. recap this afternoon. Wow. And here's Gary. Here's Gary's 911 call from Fred's Bachelor Party, <laughs> which uh, we love. place we'll be right over yeah, yeah I, I really thought she'd say like we get a call here about every hour yeah. to go to scores there's always some drunken asshole who fell yeah. down those steps i wanted to say because she's like score scores s-c-o-r-e-s i was like could you put a guy on <laughs> I know, you're not even talking to ems yet i'm shocked score fred was like what it was is in the champagne room they had a like had an upstairs like there's a downstairs champagne room and then there's the upstairs yeah champagne that's a dangerous room. set of steps well, you, you, he was so out of it that he you're just walked. You're not supposed walked. to try to walk when you're sleeping. He walked right off the steps and flat onto his oh, face. I don't it think I crazy. even made the second or third step. I just went from yeah. the top to the bottom. Yeah, uh, he, he was out before he ever fell. 911, uh, yeah, my name's Howard Stern. I'm over here at Scores. One of my buddies, I think he's, well, he's definitely dead and he's horny. I know that. <laughs> Died with a boner. <laughs> yeah, he's semi-erect. Is that a problem? Can you he still load him in? He fell down the stairs and he put yeah. out his boner to try to break the fall. <laughs> Looks like an airbag. Hi, 911. You say your uh, friend is at Scores? Yes. Does he have cum stains on his pants? Yes, he does, actually. He just came and uh, fell down the steps. And you say the victim is semi-erect? Yes, he is semi-erect. That is correct. <laughs> All right, very good. He came so hard, he's bleeding. You got to get over here. His his boner is still alive, but the rest of him's dead. <laughs> My balls are intact. Yeah. But... Uh... You know, it's I weird. I was so and, angry at you guys. You were all telling me this story laughing that Monday I, or whatever day it was. I forget. It's funny. Well, not all of yeah. us were laughing. And I was like, how dare you laugh? You almost killed Fred. <laughs> but my point is the party went on. Yeah. I mean, we uh, and it was my call. Show must go on. Show must go on. We were there and it was one hell of a great bachelor how party. Thank you. And remember. And no one yeah, like it was even the best, like, right? <laughs> you know, and it didn't even cast like a pallor over the proceedings. Like Not five minutes ball. later, where we were back in full swing, we were back. That in full. seems I just re you know like I would have been upset and unable to go on. 
Well, that's you why they had to cancel the football game the other night, because of people like you who don't know that the party goes on. Uh, the, the animals who are watching football, I mean, they, they, they want that game. They've got, they got that game. They got bets. They're ready to go. Yeah, what happens to the betting line? Because, you know, they keep saying, well, we're not going to complete that game this week. That game still needs to be completed. Well, it totally fucked up fantasy football, right, Gary? Because uh, yes. people, yeah, yeah. A lot of people it started got out hurt. weird because so that so that was a big game for fantasy football. Those are two big teams, so a lot of people have say both quarterbacks and some of the players. So you know, it starts out Monday night. Everybody feels really bad by you know Tuesday late morning. You know, people in fantasy football. I see a couple of different leagues. Like, hey, does anybody know what this means for fantasy football? And then by like, the end of the day, <laughs> nice. so some people are like, hey, this is uh, bullshit. I'm supposed to win. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, it was if a, the game hey. is called, they're supposed to win. Wow. Yeah, it's like championship week in fantasy football, right? And like, this is a big, is. This is a big, big week. Oh God! But anyway, uh, me, you know, I tell you, I think football's fucking crazy. But that they, they say, but listen, it's big business, and that's the end of that. And but, people uh, want to play it, Howard. People, yep. they don't have any lack of players. They're not trying to figure out where the players are they're constantly coming and trying to get into that league and as far as any kind of you know sports betting goes all bets were voided and betters got their money back so there you go mm. it's just one of those things yeah even the gambler uh, the gamblers had a heart well listen I, you can't you can't the game wasn't played that's it gamblers don't have a heart don't worry they about that. Robin, they haven't said what they're going to do about this game. Nobody knows what's going on. Well, I don't even know. Um, I, I heard I, I, that that game is still got to be completed, that they're not completing it this week. They're still in discussions about it. But the game somehow will be played. Hey, I have so many things to get to. I hate to move on from football and Fred falling flat on his face and how the game went on. We have our own story of yeah. an on-field tragedy. And let's just say, unlike the NFL, I was completely heartless and went on with the, with the party. <laughs> <laughs> and the question was asked, should we continue to party? And I said, yes. I wonder who that person was. Um, yeah, I'm different now. Now I would definitely cancel the party. Come sure on. you would. You yeah, wouldn't even be sure. there then now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife would leave me. Uh, anyway. Uh, so I went for my annual physical. It seems like you have an annual physical every three months to me. You want to know what? You're right. I shouldn't call it an annual physical. The doctor I go to now said uh, every six months he wants to see me. He wow. says, uh, yeah, I realize how old I am now because it's really weird. I'm there and the nurse, I'm waiting for the doctor and the nurse has you fill out some forms and answer questions. It's the same questions, you know, but this time it was different. She says to me, by the way, um, would you, it's totally voluntary, but would you like to have an Alzheimer's test to see if you have early Alzheimer's? And I went, Jeez. what? I go, yeah, right. What's Alzheimer's? I go, <laughs> I go, what? What? Like that I went. I went, what? You mean I'm that old that you worry about early Alzheimer's? She goes, well, people in your age group, we, if they want, they, I said, first of all, no, I do not want an Alzheimer's test. Because I've like I've seen those tests online, and you want to know something? A lot of the math I couldn't do when I, you know, when I was twenty, and there was no hint of <laughs> when Alzheimer's. When I was in school, 
<laughs> yeah, because I know there are certain things. Like, I remember when my dad had his first stroke, I took him to the neurologist. And the neurologist asked him a bunch of questions to, to determine how bad the stroke was. Uh-huh. And they got to, like, a math kind Like, they were like... 16, 49, 27, like 10 numbers in a row. And then they go, repeat those numbers back. My father did it just fine. Uh-huh. And I went, I couldn't do that. Like, I don't have a memory like that. I remember on the movie Private Parts, I couldn't even memorize my lines. I, I, I was like in my trailer trying to fucking remember three lines. Yeah, and we, we I, do it a sentence at a time. <laughs> I never, yeah, I mean, I never was good at it. And then they like have you do like, all right, um... Uh, what's 99 minus 40 years? And I'm like, uh oh, you know, and, and <laughs> I remember my dad answered Can like I have that. Paper? <laughs> and I remember sitting there during my dad's, you know, Alzheimer or stroke test and not being able to answer a lot of the questions, but acting like I could. Like, oh, this is terrible, you know, but I, I remember feeling really stupid because they're basic yeah. questions. And I just don't have that kind of brain. And I know I would be diagnosed with some kind of onset dementia. They might put you away because you couldn't answer most of the questions. I'm going for a physical. Next thing I know, I'm I'm being admitted into a hospice. (laughs) What is it? Howard can't (laughs) answer that. We don't think he's able to take care of himself. I haven't been able to take care of myself since I'm 30. (laughs) You should see. I can't do anything. Who's the president? Yeah, well, like, yeah, like they go, who's the speaker of the house? I don't know. <laughs> but uh when they asked me if I want to house, so I said, listen, if I've got onset dementia, if I got early dementia, I said, I don't want to know anyway, because I will, because it will accelerate as soon as I know I have it. Right. You know. You'll go into full-blown Alzheimer's. It won't yeah, be yeah, a I'll, ramp I'll, up. <laughs> I'll be on the, it'll be funny. I'll be like, who are you, ma'am? And Robin goes, it's me, it's Robin. I go, oh, well, I don't know you. And who's that weirdo? That's Fred. Oh, okay. I work with him? Yes. No, I don't. There's no way I would work with a guy like that. <laughs> uh, according to the Mayo Clinic, about 5 to 6% of people with Alzheimer's disease develop symptoms before the age of 65. And you know what, man? I'm still working. I'm functioning. Fuck you. You don't, I don't leave the know. house. I mean, that might be an indication of something. <laughs> yeah, I got to leave the house. I don't know what I'm going to do. Good buddy of mine who um, who basically taught me how to paint. He's he he was um, uh, we were talking. We're the same age. Mm-hmm. We're, 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 we're both pretty sure we'll be dead within a week. You know, I mean, every minute we uh, think you go we're out. Do, <laughs> yeah. And well, uh, Howard, uh, in my experience didn't loosen you up any i'm like i wonder if he's what do you mean take well oh, that I going was to vietnam out there for two weeks running around I, no you got lucky you're crazy oh, i've determined you're lucky. insane you got lucky you <laughs> i got have lucky. alzheimer's i forgot there was covid <laughs> no you didn't forget but i know you listen robin lives alone she gets lonely and she and the oh, loneliness with your nonsense i don't get lonely i like to she do got things. lonely Excuse me. She got lonely. Couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> you you should hear people and talk what, about my loneliness. And what she did is she played Russian roulette and she won. So that means nothing to me. I mean, that's all you did. You that played Russian roulette. That was not an experiment for you. And, and you, you said, going, well, I could loosen up at least a little bit. You going to Vietnam on vacation 
which sounded nuts to me. I could understand Italy if you're going to risk your life, but, um, you know. Oh, I think Italy is more dangerous than yeah. Vietnam. Actually brought back so many memories of the war. I, but I think most people know I don't like to talk about it, but I was in the Vietnam War. I served my country. Uh, yeah, they showed me the slab of cement you slept on at the Hanoi they, Hilton. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they know me there. They know Howard Stern. They know the name in the Hanoi Hilton. They know me. Everyone in Vietnam knew me. Robin ran into uh, Uncle Nam, who uh, he's a soldier who was a Viet Cong. He was a guy who lived in the tunnels, Uncle Nam. And Robin actually met him. And I had to confess to Robin yesterday, I was the reason he has no eye and he lost his, uh, what did I cut off, his leg or his arm? I forget. His arm. I think it was his, his arm. arm, yeah. I got his arm. <laughs> I remember that. I remember we killed his whole family. I, I took out Uncle Nam, Aunt Nam. I took out uh, the cousin Nam. Ma Nam. <laughs> I cut, I cut Ma, the whole family down. <laughs> I remember little Nam. Uh I, I couldn't, you know what it is, a lot of these kids would grow up and become Viet Cong, so I had to wipe them all out. You understand. Well, um, that's exactly the case. You missed him. He was 17. He went right into the Viet Cong. Yeah, exactly. I did get Mama Nam, though. She was easy. <laughs> and Jethro Nam. Uh, he took him, too. Granny Nam. <laughs> Granny Nam. I took her out. Whole village, almost. But that Uncle Nam, he got away from me. But I got his arm. I have it hanging on my wall. You know, it's so funny when people come over. You know, people have a deer's head, antlers or something. Yeah. I have an arm sticking out of the wall. <laughs> and uh, people go, what's that? I go, oh, that's Uncle Nam's arm. I took it out when I was in Vietnam. It's a trophy. Yeah, Robin a lot of met us. him, he said. <laughs> yeah, Robin met him. Robin knows him. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a party starter, that uh, arm sticking out of the wall. <laughs> I'll never forget, uh, I was in a battle with Uncle Nam. You brought back so many memories. I have pictures of it. It's the law. It was a two-day battle. Uncle Nam was uh, hiding in these tunnels, and we fished him out. I, I'd gotten word from some of the villagers who, uh, you know, they would be informants. Yeah. And they said to me, uh, 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 Private Stern, we uh, spotted Uncle Nam. I went down there, and back then he had both eyes, and, and he had both arms. And I remember uh, I chased him down into the tunnels. He was alone at this point. He was up against the wall. And I laughed and I said, I found you. And I took my knife and I cut his arm off. And you know what I did? I was such a sadist back then. I've improved. I'm in therapy. I took his arm and I waved goodbye to him with it. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget. I was I was considered one of the most fierce, vicious fighters the the, the United States Army had ever seen. You know, the Marines were jealous that they didn't recruit me. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a fight in the military over which branch of the service you would. Yes, go. they've never seen a more adept soldier, especially in hand to hand combat than me. <laughs> uh, now, I'm going to tell you something I've never admitted, not even to the guys in my platoon. Once I had Uncle Nam's arm, I waved goodbye to him and I left that night. This is crazy. I beat off with Uncle Nam's arm. Oh. I used a hand that it was, yes, I, I jerked <laughs> off with it. I'm going to tell know, you something. You made I'm... a mistake, Howard. You made <laughs> Why? a mistake because Uncle Nam, even though you took his, what? yeah, you took his right hand. You it took was his, his right, right arm. hand. That's right. 
I did. And he could he could shoot left-handed. I know. It was stupid. I was dumb. I was a, I was a kid. I didn't know anybody. You know, people said, "Why did you beat off with uh, Uncle Nam's hand?" And I said, "Because he had soft hands." Believe it or not. And I said, "Is it gay?" I mean, it's not attached to a guy. But uh, there was a lot of uh, a lot of my platoon, my fellow a lot of uh, questions, yeah, about my my heterosexuality was questioned. <laughs> I'm ashamed, but I beat off with Uncle Nam's arm. And it's lonely in the jungle, and anyone who served their country knows that. Those days were lonely. And that's why I did it. And you Uncle know what? Uncle Nam said, a lot of you guys lost your minds. And well, I that's lost why he's not angry. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying that, Robin. I lost my mind down in those tunnels. It was, it was me or Uncle Nam, and I chose me. And 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 I'll tell you what, I stopped doing this. I used to do this when I brought Uncle Nam's arm home. I had it mounted on my wall. I was proud. I was proud of my service and I was proud of what I did. And to this day, sometimes I'll even pick my boogers with Uncle Nam's fingers. And I want to say something to you right now. I didn't know you'd meet Uncle Nam. But if you should ever go back to Vietnam, I want you to know I'm willing to return that arm to Uncle Nam. Oh, really? I could take the yeah. arm, put it in my luggage, and, and take yep. it to him. Take it. Go. Good luck. God bless you. <laughs> and that's one of the stories from my days in Vietnam. Well, and that'll I say be it, a great movie. You know, at the <clears> end, <throat> I yes. bring back Uncle Nam's arm. Yeah. At the end of the movie, I turn to Rob and I hug her and I said, please, go with God and return Uncle Nam's arm. And then, like, you'll see, you'll go, but Howard, shouldn't you clean the fingernails? It's full of boogers. <laughs> and I'm going to say, Rob. I've been doing with this thing. Tell Uncle, tell Uncle Nam not to run a black light on that because he'll <laughs> find a lot of cum stains. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Uh. But, uh, you know, for the movies. At the end, when I hand Robin the arm, I'm going to put a beautiful Rolex on it for Uncle Nam because... Uh, ring on the it, finger or whatever. A, a beautiful <laughs> ring and a beautiful Rolex on his arm because I did the wrong thing. I did. I shouldn't have done That was sadistic. I should have yes. just killed him. It wasn't the right thing to do. Uh, I have a lot of stories about Vietnam, but I share this with you because Robin triggered me when she met Uncle Nam. Yeah, I didn't mean to do that. I You haven't talked about Nam in a long, long time. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I brought all this back for you. Yep. Yeah, you brought back a lot. I'm sure you've ran into a few of my children over there. I, I had a couple of hookers. I that kept I didn't looking, uh, you know, for familiar faces, let's say. <laughs> Robin saw a uh, met an Asian woman that looked surprisingly like me. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she was in the park. <laughs> yeah. And Robin isn't telling this. I've asked her not to say it on the air, but uh, the girl's name was Wang Stern. Wang Stern. <laughs> but what does that tell you? Coincidence? I don't know. Yeah. Why is there a Stern in Vietnam? Yeah. Probably seven of them for my. <laughs> How many wives did you have over there? <laughs> oh, my God. Wives. Listen. I was wild back then. I, I would, <laughs> I would have se unprotected sex with hookers. Uh, there was a woman named Ping. I remember her dearly. I don't know if she still, did you run into anyone named Ping over there? I didn't because, mean Ping. uh, no, I didn't mean Ping. Ping. And, uh, she would service many of my fellow soldiers. Would you all... go first in a situation like that or would you be in line? I was so crazy back then. I would, uh, I would go last to prove. <laughs> 
It was disgusting. Uh, I remember Ping. We made tender love in a rice paddy. Didn't last long. It's about a second. It's a tremendous. I fired. I fired wildly with my weapons and my penis. Uh, so who knows how many children I have? These are all horrible stories. Yes, you regret every every bit of it. If you ever see a monkey over there that looks like me, that's just a coincidence. I did not have sex <laughs> with a monkey. I told you I met a monkey. <laughs> no, you and he didn't. was awfully friendly to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's disgusting. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I don't want to talk about Vietnam anymore. It's too painful. Too painful. Please, please get that out of your mind. Yeah. Yeah. God, I haven't thought about ping in years. <laughs> what a performer. She used to shoot golf balls out of her pussy. That's how I wow. uh, first became a tra Yeah. So I talented. Like, wow. I need you. <laughs> I need you in my life. <laughs> no, I'm amazed how, you know, I told you my daughter lived in Hanoi for two years, taught English there. And, I mean, for real. I'm not bullshitting now. And, uh, there's no, my real daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No more made up stories. Now I'm back to normal. But, uh, you know, and, and it was amazing how she said how wonderful and loving the people were to, to Americans. And I said, geez, I can't believe there's no bitterness. And she said, strangely, no, that they are anxious to talk to Americans and they welcome, uh, you know, real soldiers to come back to, uh, oh, yeah. Vietnam. And and um, and visit Uncle the country. Uncle said he's met a lot of American soldiers, and they all—it's almost like old football players meeting each other. Yeah, you know, they don't think about the hostilities and what they were trying Crazy. to do to each other. They are just happy to see another survivor. If I was Uncle Nam and I had my arm cut off, I, I would uh, I would think I'd be a little bit bitter. But what a lovely man! You know. Yeah, I told you the guy that has a child who has is suffering the effects of the Agent Orange you sprayed all over the place. Yes, yes, yeah. I I spread so much Agent Orange. In fact, uh, I they used to call me Agent Orange Stern that, because <laughs> when I wasn't killing people with guns in hand to hand combat, I would uh, spray uh, Agent Orange. I was yeah. in charge of that and. Uh, I'll never forget. I was I was on bivouac. You know what bivouac is, Robin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you tell everybody? <laughs> yeah, I, I was on bivouac. I had a break in the fighting, and I needed it badly. I ran into a young lady who could uh, put a coke bottle in her vagina and drink it all at the same time, and uh, she used she could do it. And uh, I was talking to her, and she was complaining about how her country had so much Agent Orange. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, honey. Uh, I am the guy primarily responsible for spraying most of the Agent Orange. She said, really? I said, yeah. In fact, I use Agent Orange for hairspray in the morning. That's how I got that look. Robin, you've seen pictures of me in the military. I had gorgeous hair. Yeah, yeah. It turned out I had plans that when I got out of the military, I was going to uh, start an Agent Orange hairspray company. <laughs> Great idea. Yeah. I was so into Agent Orange. I, you, you know those super soakers they sell kids? Yes. Uh, I had a super soaker full of Agent Orange, and I would just go around uh, shooting people with it. Yeah, I was wild. I was wild back then. Um, 
I had a plan. I remember my superior officer thought I was a genius. They were going to promote me to general for this idea. I was going to put Agent Orange in all the fire hydrants. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, that's how... I used to fill water balloons with Agent Orange and let the children have water fights. I was one of the most effective killers during the war. You uh, I were was, working uh, overtime with that brain. I received 75 Purple Hearts. <laughs> I would serve the villagers Agent Orange juice. I killed more <laughs> Kong. <laughs> In fact, I had an Agent Orange juice stand. I don't know if you know that, Robin. <laughs> I never admitted that to any human being except you. Don't tell anyone. Holy mackerel. Hey, Derek, you're on the air in Maryland. I have so much to get to. Enough with the Vietnam. Robin had to go to Vietnam and trigger me. Go ahead, Derek. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, man. How you doing, Howard? Uh, All right. All right. I got a two-part question for you. I think this is a question Bobo would kill for, and I think it's going to cause some problems in the back office. So the part one of the question is, if you had to go back to Vietnam tomorrow mm. and right. the stipulation was you had to take somebody from the show to watch your back, somebody that you could trust while you're asleep, they're going to watch your back, who would you take? And number two, this is the big part, who would you not take from the show for any reason whatsoever? You have to tell who that is. Well, most of these people did not serve in the military. They're all a bunch of pussies. Uh, they don't know what it is to kill and defend our country. But uh, probably the only person I would take is Ronnie the limo driver because something's really wrong with him. Uh, I mean, he really, I think he would be very effective in the jungle. I think he would commit uh, many, many war crimes. And that's the kind of guy I would take. You know, I fought dirty during the war. I'll admit it. I'm the first to admit it. And yeah, I think Ronnie Mr. would. Yeah, so. yeah, I think Ronnie would be very easy to influence. And before He'd you know have it, no he... problem with, you know, taking the arm and putting it on no. a wall or anything. I think hey, I think he could. I think he'd be a vicious killer. When, vicious killer. When, yeah. When, when there was when there was a leak, Ronnie wouldn't tell you. He wouldn't tell you. So that's the trust issue. All right. I enough with you, Derek. Enough with you. You're boring. Well, me. who wouldn't you take because you couldn't rely on them at all? That's what oh, he was please. asking. Well, you know. <laughs> There's a lot of people here I wouldn't take. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> they don't know what it is I'm to be in a war. that you didn't take Fred. What kind of guy would Fred be over nah, in Vietnam? Fred's not a killer. That's the problem. You need no? you need guys who have no conscience. And Ronnie has zero. <laughs> I don't even know Ronnie has anything up there. Does Ronnie the know one guy, what conscience is? <laughs> the one guy I wouldn't take is fucking Baba Bowie. And I'll tell you why. Really? First of all, his give away your position. Yeah, he give away my position. His teeth would glow in the dark. Those gigantic when beaver teeth. I was teeth. in Hot Kong. I went down <laughs> and I saw a record store in uh, Da Nang. Oh, the other he reason got the I record store in Da Nang. <laughs> you want to know the truth? Why I wouldn't take Gary into war with me? Why? Because Gary would fall asleep on me if we were in the middle of a gun battle. I mean, I went with him. I remember several times in my career, I brought Gary along for emotional support. And the son of a bitch just went to sleep and he, he wouldn't even talk to me. Uh, no, I would not bring Gary anywhere uh, into war uh, with his gigantic teeth. And, uh, you know, you want guys who, who blend in with the jungle. There's nothing that those teeth would blend in with. They, they, they're totally, they're not indigenous to the jungle. <laughs> there he is sleeping. Thank you, Gary. Invasion. <laughs> Gary, Uncle um. Nam is chasing us. I need you. And there he is. 
You know, I've got a jungle playlist. All the records I would bring with me to the jungle. Uh, <laughs> jungle land? <laughs> jungle, jungle love? Land. Yeah. Bruce <laughs> yeah. Springsteen. Damn in jungle. Oh, I think somebody <laughs> shot me. Have that calm yeah. bastard. He doesn't like Springsteen. Um, I did have a nice, uh, my kids came and stayed with me over uh, the holidays. That was nice. We were all under one roof. Love my girls. And the kids start telling me stories about me that I don't remember. Maybe I've got really? Alzheimer. I don't remember this, but now that they mentioned it, but my daughter Ashley said to me, Dad, do you remember when I was young, you told me that you were considering uh, checking yourself into a mental hospital to get publicity for the show? Oh, my goodness. I go, I go what? And at first I went, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> of course I wouldn't do this. She goes, no, you told me. And then I thought about it. I went, the kid's right. What? I, had I don't this know anything about this. You never told me you even had a thought of this. I, I Well, listen, I don't share 50, 50 to 70% <laughs> of my thoughts with you because uh, I'm not going to do them. But I remember there was a time when we were on K-Rock. I was like, wouldn't it be amazing? Because everybody thought I was crazy. So yeah. what if I got checked into a mental hospital? But like, but I'd have to really do it because, you know, they don't just allow you to do that for publicity. You can't just say it. You'd have to actually right. go in and get admitted and then somehow get out. And would they well, put you back on the air? Like I would have told my agent that I was doing it and I would have told uh -huh. Mel Carmazan. And then once if I, if I told Mel Carmazan who owned the radio station, like, I don't think he would go along with it because he can't be involved in subterfuge and, you know, lying. Right, right. Uh, so I just thought that the picture of me being wheeled in like Hannibal Lecter into a mental, like everyone would listen afterwards when I got out. Well, can you imagine would, you get uh, taken in on a Friday night for like right. a 48 hour hold and then on that Monday you're back on the air? <laughs> No, if I'm going to do it, I want to miss a few days on the air. I no, mean, I at least want to get no, I want to no, get a vacation. No. That would be <clears throat> no. so great to hear you two a day out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but it was funny. And I went to my daughter. There's no way I said. And then I thought about it. I went, I did say that. I don't know why wow. she heard uh, why me. Why did you I, tell your child that? Well, because I was nuts. Here's what I'm thinking, kid. <laughs> here's what, kids, here's what I'm thinking. Daddy's going to go into a mental hospital. Just check in for a few days, but, you know, it'll it'll send the ratings up. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I thought that was kind of a funny story that. Uh, yeah, look goes. at the, the things they're holding in their head. We need yeah. to check those girls. <laughs> those girls are wonderful. I'm telling you, if you're a parent, tell your kids you're going to be checked into a mental hospital for ratings. <laughs> Uh, uh, but that would have been part of my I'm so glad I didn't do it because that would have been part of my bio forever Howard Stern who once spent three months in a mental hospital interviewed Bruce Springsteen the other day he's come a long way well that you know. would be the story uh, you know like there'd always be evidence being collected of just how crazy you are <laughs> and how irresponsible everybody is for just right. going along with you yeah, like, like I never told anyone I was going to hijack a plane for ratings. Uh, you know, I, I, I knew that was wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it was a nice holiday. It was good. I don't know what 2023 is going to bring. 
Who knows? Who the fuck knows? It's so crazy. I was thinking about Elephant Boy is gone. I was yeah. thinking about. I saw um, Gary's yeah, this, tribute on Facebook. I think it was last night. Gary did a tribute to Elephant Boy. Yeah, he wrote. He he put a picture in of you know a bunch of people, bunch of the whack pack and Elephant Boy, <clears throat> and uh, talked about how Why? much he liked him. Why is he doing that on Facebook? Why doesn't he do it here? Don't ask me, Howard. Hold on, hold on. I'm not asking you because you you and I both don't have an understanding of this guy. (laughs) No, it's a thing that we do. It's a thing that we do for the wrap-up show through the Stern Show account. I post a picture on my Instagram, and then Stern Show reposts it. We do it every Monday for wrap-up. In this case, it also happened to go on Facebook because I think that might be the setting. I was thinking of um, taking my Instagram public. I'm debating yeah. that now. Yeah, my wife thinks it's a good idea. You know, uh, my Instagram is a private Instagram. And um, I put mostly, do you follow me on Instagram? I don't think yeah. you do. Yeah. Oh, you I, do? I do. Yeah, I just looked at your Instagram account a few days ago. and said, oh, I haven't seen that one, and I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's just paintings I've done. And I decided I wanted a private Instagram account. And I know many listeners have asked to come in and look, mm-hmm. but I kept it private because when I paint, I'm like, oh, I'm not looking for people to make comments and bum me out because there's always a troll who's going to go, you suck. Sure. And, then, and I believe I believe all the trolls. I believe they know what they're talking <laughs> they're about. Right. The they're right. You know, right. <laughs> I go on Daily Mail. I'm looking at a picture of a woman the other day on the Daily Mail and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, her thighs are so big. Why is she wearing that bathing suit? And then I scroll down to the comments and everyone goes, wow, getting a little hippie, aren't, isn't she? And I went, they're right. These trolls, they're right. They're not lying. If they're so right Howard, here, they must be right everywhere. They must Howard, be right everywhere. So You're yes. aware that when you, when you post, this is what I do. When you post, there's a setting and you yes. get turn off commenting. But what happens is, like once, I'll, I'll do it like 30 times in a row and then I'll forget to turn it off. And people will start yelling at me for something I posted two years ago. They're like, fuck you and your dog. People are nuts. People are nuts. So I've always kept it quiet. So like the only people who follow me on Instagram are people like Robin or Jimmy Kimmel or a bunch of my friends who paint personal friends. My sister follows me. My kids follow me. And it's very nice. And it's only like 27 people who follow me. But uh, it's also depressing because... um, you know, I'm used to millions of people following me and paying attention to everything I say. So in any case, I was like, why am I, why is this private? And I was thinking, well, I'll make my Instagram account like an artist kind of Instagram account. I'll go public, but I'll only like do art on there or pictures of things that interest me. But then I was like, well, if I do that, then some asshole's going to comment. Like the other day, I took a picture of a tree. I thought it was interesting. Now, if you're into art and painting, you might think this picture is interesting. But my asshole fucking fans are going to be like, hey, fuck you. Why why don't you have Titty Thursday like Ronnie and all that other shit? So I was thinking I would share the artistic side of me with my audience. But there's just too many trolls. So I've been debating back and forth. Hmm. Uh, like people like Benji say, I'll regret taking my account public. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and I know what he means. He's not wrong. Uh, Benji's right. So I don't know. My wife thought it would be a good idea. She's like, fuck, you know, fuck it. The people who are going to make fun, they make fun. But 
It'd be really like the other day. Can you, was Gary saying you can turn off comments? Yes, you can turn off comments, but you know, the assholes will, you know, look at they'll it. They'll figure and it out. Yeah. They'll figure out a way to comment. And <laughs> so I thought, you know, I was on vacation and, you know, when I'm not on the radio for two weeks, I go in search of an audience and I thought, oh, this will be fun. Like, um, I'll just post a bunch of things like, like the other day I was staring at a paper towel. Again, I don't get out anymore. So I was staring at a paper towel um, that I wiped my paintbrush on. And I thought, well, some people might think this is art. And I said, here's the paper towel after I finish a painting. And uh, like my wife thought that was interesting. Uh-huh. But I could see going, you fucking moron. What are you doing? Why are you now posting paper towels? You're an asshole. So... I don't know. I'll see. You're still Maybe. in the debate stage. You haven't come up with the definitive answer. I haven't pulled the trigger. So okay. I don't know. You know, I was going to share another side of myself with the audience. But problem is, when you share another side of yourself, it's, uh, it's risky business. You know, I don't need I don't need anybody. And you're my... giving access, you know, like you're nah. you're asking for something. Yeah, I could just see the comments now. Hey, you know that paper towel you took a picture of? Put put that over your face, you ugly fuck. <sighs> Who knows? Send me that paper towel. I want to wipe my ass with it. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> They'll say horrible, horrible things. But, you know, yeah. you have to be willing to get through that. I don't. I well, think that if you turned it on, you'll last a week and then you'll turn it off. Yeah. So I don't know. Because I'm thinking about it. You will read the comments. You won't live it alone. Well, I even see on like my uh, wife's account. Now, my wife's account is so like it's sort of ridicule proof in the sense that it's a charity web. It's a charity Instagram that is just pictures of cats and kittens and rabbits and dogs some occasionally because she's trying to get animals that have been abused or uh, or have not been adopted she's trying to get them homes now you can't possibly criticize that you can't you can't be a troll on that and sure enough she'll put a picture of a cat up there who had its ears cut off like we just got a cat the cat was from Oman the country of Oman i don't even know where the fuck that is Oman i think it's like an arab country but i don't know i don't even know and i don't want to know I'm keeping it real. <laughs> I'm going there next. No. Yeah, good. Good luck to you. <laughs> uh, on, on your way to uh, to, to uh, Ukraine. So uh, anyway, uh, we get my wife's involved with a rescue over there. We have a cat, the sweetest cat. The cat was beaten so hard that the oh. eye popped out and his ears were cut off. Like no ears. Because a human being decided they were angry that day over there. So we took, by the way, a, f a lovely uh, husband and wife adopted this cat. The cat sleeps in bed. The cat is the friendliest cat, which is what probably got it into trouble. We probably went yeah, up to someone for some a love. a maniac. Yeah. A maniac. So, you know, with this kind of Instagram account, th there's no way anyone could be a troll. And sure enough, we'll go on there. Hey, Beth, all you care about is animals. Why don't you help some orphans? And some humans. And I'm like, holy fuck. This is fucking crazy. First of all, how do you know we don't? How do you know we don't give to those charities? And well, secondly, on working on the premise they have that she only cares about animals. Right. Yeah. 
Holy Don't know mackerel. her. People are fucking crazy. You know, I'm watching this guy, uh, Kevin McCarthy. He's a congressman from, I think, Long Island. This guy has wanted to be the Speaker of the House forever. This poor bastard. I mean, you feel bad for him in a way. He's just, he's got a hard on to be Speaker of the House. Go figure. I don't even know why this is important to him, but it is. And it's funny. He can't get to be Speaker of the House because he's all from of California. The... Oh, is he? I thought he was from Long yeah. Island. I don't know. Uh... No. Oh, maybe it's no. like Long something California. I heard Long. <laughs> I got that right. Like maybe it's like Long Beach, California. I don't know what the fuck. But yeah, anyway, I don't know what his his district is called. But, but you he's know, from California. First of all, I'm not going to get into it. But the reason the dude can't become Speaker of the House is that these Republicans have let in so many kooks that the kooks will not vote for him. Yeah, they so, wanted to win at all costs, so they opened the door to crazy. To crazy. And now the crazy is acting crazy, which is exactly yeah. what you knew they would do. So it's kind of funny, but also, this guy Kevin McCarthy wants to be Speaker of the House so bad, but for some reason it always goes wrong. There was like a whole bunch of years ago he ran, and he couldn't get the votes back then. And they brought in, what was that dude's name? He wasn't even in Congress. Paul, Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan. Like, and I think this guy wants it so badly that it's kind of fun not to give it to him. Like, he just is, he, oh, he, it's just kind of, you know, like when someone wants to be class president and they're yeah. the teacher's pet. Like, the guy wants it. Like, he looks like he's so desperate for it that well, they won't give it to him. Well, he saying he was going to be Speaker of the House. Yeah. And there hadn't been any vote yet. And yeah. everybody was like, he shouldn't be so sure of himself. Yep. That's why they won't vote for him. Yeah. He wants it too bad. He should just go, fuck you. I don't want it. But anyway, uh, he needs to play hard to get. Not only that, he just looks like a dude that like you want to fuck around with. You know what I mean? Like he just doesn't. He's like that kind of he. There are certain people you look at him. You know, I'm going to fuck with this guy. Yeah, you're going to wedgie him. You know, you're going to walk yeah, yeah. by it. <laughs> He's the wedgie guy. He's the wedgie guy. That's exactly who he is. They're wedgieing him in front of the whole world right now. Wah, I can't be Speaker of the House. Wah, vote. We're going to have another vote. Wah, they didn't vote for me yeah. again. I don't know why I thought that guy was from Long Island. He looks like every guy I grew up with, too, on Long Island. So, I know a lot of douchebags. But that Republican Party is something, man. They let in all the crazy, and now the crazy is acting crazy, and they, yeah. they're all surprised. Aren't you happy you you won? <laughs> yeah, you got to throw some of these guys out. A few weeks ago, that you know, now you won. You got the house back. Now look at you. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what else. I mean, there's so much going on. I should probably. Um, Get to some of this stuff. Well, you know, I should... uh, I, there, people continue to die even after we left the airwaves for the year, Howard. Uh, like Pele, the soccer player. Pele. Yeah. Yeah. Pele. And, yeah. uh, the Pope that had retired, who retired, he just died. So they're going to be a big funeral yeah. for him. I saw some cool pictures of that Pope. Uh, yeah. They, 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 I guess they thought it was okay. He's laying dead and they embalmed him. And they um take they they've been issuing photographs of him dead, like like wow. just laying there in the coffin. And uh, he, you know what? I gotta say, I was like, I, this guy looks familiar to me. And I realized 
when I saw my dad recently in the coffin, my last uh, visit with my dad was he was laying in a coffin. Um, the Pope looks a lot like my dad when he was wow. dead. I should have taken a few snaps of my dad, I guess. Uh, I think when you get that look, uh, my, my dad could really pass for this Pope. Uh, yeah, similar look. That's that's wild. I You know, Stalin, not, is it Stalin? It's Lenin. Lenin. And Ho Lenin, Chi Minh. Uh, yeah. And I guess there's one other guy, one, you know, another communist guy that they have not buried. They keep their bodies preserved. Lenin. Isn't it Lenin? Lenin, I said, and Ho yeah. Chi Minh. I forget. Mao. Okay. Mao Tse-tung. Mao yeah. Tse-tung. <laughs> they're on display yeah. and people line up it's cool just to walk by and look at these bodies but a woman that i was you know who was with me in vietnam said it's not the real bodies oh they have like wax figures oh so you're oh. not really seeing the real body. The real body's kept in a basement somewhere and hmm. they preserve it and they only take it out like once a year or something for for some special ceremony or other because they couldn't possibly have people, you know, thousands of people walking through some area because those bodies have to have the perfect temperature and all kinds of things to keep yeah. them going. I've looked into this. Um, I wanted to do this for Sam Kinison, the great comedian uh -huh. who died. I was going to take him on tour with me and uh, just take his body around, but uh, I don't think the family wanted it. And uh, oh, really? They stepped in. <laughs> yeah, they stepped in. I listen. I have no right to Sam Kinison's body. I tried to negotiate. No one wanted to talk to me. But uh, uh, yeah, I was looking into this for myself. Uh, it would be uh, the absolute narcissistic dream to just uh, be along with Mao Zedong and uh, Lenin and. Uh, and, and, and other people and, uh, and my fans could come see me uh, right here on Long Island. I would I figured that we'd set up You'd a little house. You put it in Long Island. You wouldn't put it in the yeah. city. No, 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 no. <laughs> I never liked the city. I like uh, Long Island. I feel safest there. Um, I see. All right. Let's go to. Uh, oh, Michael's on the air in New York. Michael. And then I got to play you Bobo's message about Elephant Boy. Okay. Good morning. Hey, now. Hey, Michael. Um, Howard, before I, I'm calling because I have a, an unusual friendship with Congressman-elect George Santos, and I wanted to tell you about that. But be, before we get to that, I wanted yeah. to tell you that years ago, I, I once did what you did. I once I once checked myself into the emergency room because uh, I was having a scary time. I, I was uh, I my doctor had prescribed antidepressants and I, it freaked me out and I was feeling suicidal for an hour or two. And I, I checked myself into the emergency room. And then they wouldn't let me go. They kept me <laughs> yeah. for 48 hours. Yeah, that's the thing about being crazy. Uh, that's <laughs> what I got nervous about. When I was going to do the publicity stunt uh, and check myself into a mental hospital, I realized uh, they might do an analysis of me and determine that I should not be yeah. left out. What if you're really crazy and they yeah. keep you? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not looking for that. So I kept my mouth shut. Uh, Michael, by the way, you say uh, George Santos, I'll, uh, just for the audience that doesn't know, Santos is the guy who just got elected to Congress. And he, uh, it turns out, has told a lot of, let's say, lies about his past. 
and uh, the you know even you know they don't know what to do with the guy because uh, they don't want to they don't want him to resign because then they might lose a Republican seat. So this is what happens again when you let and the crazy in into the crazy, your party. Yeah, you know then you can't get a speaker of the house. So you know these guys got to figure out what to do. But anyway, uh, Michael, what is uh, again? I don't know. The guys uh, he claimed he was Jewish and he wasn't. He claimed he worked at certain places. He didn't work there. I mean the guys are a he piece of work. He claimed a college degree and he had never been to that college. Yeah, I mean, but the craziest thing is he claimed he's Jewish and he's not. Now, that's crazy. When you start going around wanting people to think you're Jewish. Shouldn't he be yeah. locked up for at least 48 hours? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, what can I do for you, Michael? What, yeah. what do you want to tell us about George? And again, I have no way of vetting your story, so I don't know what this is going to be. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm the only one I know who, who has something favorable to say about George Santos. But let, Good, let me, go ahead. You might be crazy. Maybe you need another 48 hours. <laughs> yeah, Michael, let's put, you, uh, please, let's put you Let's put you. in a mental hospital uh, for <laughs> yeah. observation. All right, what do you want to say positive about George okay. Santos? Well, I don't know the gentleman. Go ahead. Okay, first I'll preface it by saying I, I, didn't, I didn't vote for the man. I'm a Democrat. I, I endorsed Judge Kamen in the, in the Democratic primary, and then I, I, I voted for... Robert Zimmerman didn't think he was a good candidate, but I voted for him anyway. Nonetheless, um, I, I, we've spoken before, and I told you I was a firefighter at Ground Zero. I played a very small role, and I was very fortunate that the FDNY let the volunteers help out where we did. Um, you didn't ask me earlier if I didn't. If you never asked me about about my health, and unfortunately, I've got I have an issue right now. Um, I, um, I I broke my foot about a year and a half ago. And I've developed a, a neurological condition where broken bones don't heal. And my doctors tell me, one of the smarter doctors in the beginning of this journey said, uh, what, what did you do before you were a lawyer? Where, where were you exposed to toxins? So, well, I was a firefighter for a long time, and I, I happened to be down there that day. So it, it's, in all likelihood, my, my condition is linked to uh, my service at, at Ground Zero. And No doubt. I mean, there are a lot of people who were down at Ground Zero that I now know have all kinds of weird problems because they didn't, you know, they didn't have the proper uh, masks and things, and they absorbed a lot of really toxic chemicals uh, in the air though, back in those days. I know a couple of people. Uh, I even have a friend, a woman, who went down there right away, and she started to get these, um, uh, you know, these cancerous kind of moles and things, mm. and, and I, it, it's just crazy stuff. So uh, what you say is probably true, uh, but go ahead. How, where are we uh, going with this? Sure. Okay. Well, um, George Santos heard, heard it through the grapevine that I'd gotten out of the hospital and I, I couldn't walk, and um, and he called me up, and he, he, he asked, uh, he said he wanted to come by for coffee. And I said, um, well, you're welcome to come by. But I, this was in the heat of the campaign, maybe three or four weeks before Election Day. And mm -hmm. I said, you're welcome to come by, but I, I want to let you know in advance. I'm not contributing, George. I, you know, I know, I know why I like that officials call when they're, you know, at this, at this time of year. And I, I don't want to waste your time. I'm absolutely not contributing. And he laughed. And he said, oh, I know you're not contributing. You probably won't even vote for me. Nonetheless, I, I want to come by. And he did. He came by. He stayed for over an hour. Um, this condition is is isolating, and it happened. I caught it at the end of COVID, so I don't get to see anyone. And it it was really meaningful. He stayed for over an hour. We talked about you know politics and and, and the polls in his race and whether or not he was going to win. We talked about his opponent, and then he he followed up with several texts in the, in the weeks after. And one of the 
he, he asked my, the name of my condition. It's called CRPS. And I sent him a link, and he read it from beginning to end. And he, he read in the link that it's, it's sometimes called the, the suicide disease because it's people who have it have a high rate of suicide. Mm-hmm. And so George Santos called me when, when he read that, and he said, Michael, I, I have a question for you. Are you, are you feeling suicidal today? And I said, no. And he said, if, if you were, would you, would you tell me? I said, yeah, I, I think I would. And he said, yeah, please. He said, in politics, all the, all the transactions are, are all, all the friendships are transactional. I like to think that our friendship isn't transactional, and I really would I'd want you to call me if you were feeling suicidal. Um, mm. Wow, no. I'm kind of, did, did, he, did he do any of the Jewish prayers over you? <laughs> No, but I'll tell you the one thing. I, I, I'm not going to jump on the, the Sandoz bandwagon because he was kind to me, but I'll, I'll say this. He and his spouse were supposed to come over to my house for Shabbat dinner, and they canceled when the food was already ready. If you're going to cancel, give me some, some some notice. So I was a little irked about that. Um, I, well, he's not I, really Jewish. He doesn't know how important that is. Yeah, he doesn't know. He doesn't understand Shabbos. I made homemade matzo ball soup, and it was already simmering. So I'm a little irked that that he, that he canceled for Shabbat dinner. All right. Well, listen, that's yeah. a very nice story. I mean, was there any? You sure sexual... it was the real George Santos? Ah, uh, he came by. He looked like it. You know, he. he, yeah. he, he um, yeah. That's a very nice story, and a very. Yeah, uh, I I can't knock that story. I mean, I guess maybe maybe because you're gay, was it possible he was sexually attracted to you? That's what my fiance said. That was, that was his theory. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, you know. Oh, you know. I'll tell you this. Um, he. Part of it may, was probably a little bit transactional because he asked me specifically all about my condition. And also on, on the anniversary of 9-11, he put up a photo of me on his on his Instagram and said, I know he's a Democrat, but I want to recognize Michael Weinstock for uh, you know service. What? I'm going to say something. And I know, uh, uh, look, I'm not high on this guy from what I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, even they say uh, Santos uh, lied about his mom dying on 9-11. I, I read that somewhere again. I, I don't know. I mean, that's as low as you can go, but yeah. uh, uh, that's a very lovely story. So, uh, you know, I guess uh, in painting the picture of this guy, we're going to give him a nice check mark on that story Thank because you. it's very compassionate. Did he put you up to calling? I'm trying to figure uh, out. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? Probably not people, don't, people don't look at our show and go, you know, the best place <laughs> to get out the good story. They call the view, I think. Yeah, All they right. call Good Morning yeah, America. There's a, little bit, there's a little bit more to it also. He... um. During the campaign, he offered to do a GoFundMe because I, I had to pay a lot of doctors' bills out of pocket, and I said, "No, no, please don't. I don't. It's it's tough enough and embarrassing enough to d- discuss this. I don't want you using my condition you know, as a, as a cudgel to hit hit your opponent." And he said, "Okay. Um, first thing after the race, whether I win or not." And then we were in the process of doing it. He asked me to send him a, a briefing paper on my condition and uh, a, a wow. GoFundMe draft. And then uh, a few couple of days later, the New York Times, you know, a piano landed on his head. So he, he's not he's not doing the GoFundMe anymore. But I'm inclined to believe him when he said he was going to do it. And let me make mm-hmm. it clear, because I know that I'm going to get bombarded with haters who, you know, who say that, you know, I'm friends with Santos. I didn't vote for the guy and I wasn't going to vote for the guy. I'm just saying that on this one little narrow thing, he, he did it. He, he went, I think he was doing the right thing. 
Well, you know, uh, this is kind of sweet. Uh, George Santos, who has been exposed as not being Jewish, nevertheless uh, says he wants to get on the air right now, Michael, and say a prayer for you. And uh, uh, let's say, Mr. Santos, go ahead and say your prayer for Michael. <laughs> That's awfully good talking. <laughs> he really knows his stuff. Wow. Oh, <laughs> okay, enough. Uh, Michael, that's an interesting story. Thank you for sharing it. All right, listen, the guy did something nice. It looks like he had no ulterior motive. Yeah, so, maybe uh, he thought he needed to do all that so he could get into Congress because he really has good ideas and really wants to help people. That would be nice to know a congressman was, was <laughs> he, doing he, that. He told me that when he said, you know, I sent him, he asked for a briefing paper and he said his, his, this is, again, this is what he told me. He said that when he was elected, when when he got elected, he wanted his first order of business to be amending the Zaroga Act to include all of the rescue workers who, who have yet to be to be covered, and that that would have been a very special thing. I've spoken to doctors who are who, who want that to happen. I don't all want right. George Santos to take the leadership on it now. By the way, please, George, if you're listening, don't do it. But he said he would. All right, fair enough. Uh, yeah, saying uh, that piano fell on his head. Yeah, oh, yeah. Did it ever? <laughs> um, Howard, would you mind if I if I were to, to, to plug the, the GoFundMe or tell people how they could find it? Yeah, go ahead, Michael. Um, if people Google um, "help a firefighter walk again" or "Michael Weinstock GoFundMe," they should be able to find it. All right, real good. Take care. Thank you so Feel much. Better. Right. Bye, Thanks, Michael. Buddy. Bye, bye. Thank you, Michael. There you go. Wow. Hey, so uh, let me play you this. Since we're all over the place this morning, and I see it kind of the morning goes so fast, thank God. Yeah. Um, this is uh, from my list of. So I have a list of songs, you know, that I you know when you when you're on um, like Spotify, you hit like. Yeah. So I realized I got like about four. I don't know. I got probably four thousand of songs on there that I like. I don't know how many I got. Well, that's not I, surprising. I mean. You've been around a long time. There have been a lot of songs. <laughs> yeah, no, but I only put songs on there that really make me feel something, and that would be uh -huh. one of them. Bittersweet Symphony by Verve. The Verve. The Verve. The Verve. They're the, I always get confused. Like, like Led Zeppelin is Led Zeppelin, and then there's like Jethro Tull. There's no The. And then there are some bands. You don't know if there's a The. They get upset if you go like The Beatles, and then they go, oh, no, 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 we're not The Beatles. We're Beatles. Or, you know what I mean? It's always... <laughs> yeah. It's all... And you just want to go, fuck you. I shouldn't have to work that hard to know your name. But um, let me get to some of this, uh, uh, some of the callers and some of the fan mail. And then I got to get to the guys because they still have packages from Christmas. We're backed oh. up. We're we're way behind. Way behind. Let's go to what's this guy got on his mind? Matt in New Jersey. We love Matt from New Jersey. Go ahead, Matt. What's going on, Howard? So and, uh, I just got. What's going on? Hey now, happy uh, know. New Year! So, um, I got I gotta ask you for a little bit of advice. So, I just got this new girlfriend, right? And uh, she's 19 years old. I'm a little older than her. I'm like 25, 
I know, I know that's a, like, you know, some people look down on that and stuff, but she's a great girl, nice girl. I can't stop, I asked her about her past, right? So she's had, she's fucked other guys before, obviously. Almost right. 10 people. And I can't get it out of my head, like these other kids, <laughs> these other dudes, like fucking her, and I just can't get it out of my head. I don't know what to do. I, and I've asked her details. I'm a sick fuck, so like I, I'm like kind of like, I'm not calling you a sick fuck, but I know how you interview people about that type of shit, and I did the same exact thing. And now I, my head's all fucked up. Does that, like, did that ever bother you, like a girl's past? Listen, I got to be honest with you. I was so grateful that anyone would fuck me. <laughs> I didn't ask too many questions, unlike you, man. I didn't it was ask a girl. If they had fucked other people. <laughs> well, I never, uh, I never fucked a virgin. No girl wanted to lose her virginity to me. <laughs> Every girl I had had at least a couple of dudes under her belt, and uh, somehow put me in the mix. And I would say to God, "Thank you, God, for letting Thank me you fuck." For letting me be in the mix, yeah. Because I was so sexed up, I really was. I wanted uh, you, sex you, in the worst you, way. Now, Matt, a nineteen-year-old girl, uh, you're twenty-five. I don't think that's inappropriate. I don't look down on that. Uh, yeah, yeah. She, I don't know how this conversation came down. She fucked ten guys already. Uh, look, this and is that a girl. could be ten oh, guys she's willing to tell you about. Like right, it could be twenty guys. I'm going to break it to you. <laughs> you know, yeah, if that's she. What I'm I know, but Matt, look, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you look like. I don't know your. How past. many women have you been with? Uh gosh, uh, I really, I don't. Um, Probably, uh, maybe like eight, maybe almost 20, maybe almost 20, something right. like that. So, Matt, it, 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 older, let, let me know? ask you a couple, when she was telling you, was it 10 at once or spread over time? <laughs> no, hopefully it was How much over time, time could, when did she start? That's a very short yeah. time to rack up. Well, 10. I know girls who start with sex 15 or so and, uh, yeah. So 19, uh, that's only four years, Howard. 10 in four yeah. years. I mean, probably very attractive. <laughs> Look. It is a bit uh, much, you know, Chris, Chris Rock has a great routine about this. The legendary Chris Rock, who says, you know, when he was saying, well, how many guys is it that you can, you know, deal with that you, your, your girlfriend fucked? And he goes, anything over one is too many, you know, for guys. Guys are crazy. Look, she's got a sexual past. It's true. I would I would I think you should live your life like me. Be grateful. She's probably an attractive girl. She wants she you. put in bed if we, she's had all yeah. that practice. See, my thing is, is like when I'm fucking her, like I'm, I worry about, damn, like, did she do this shit with the other guys too? Because I mean, it's great and shit. And then I'm like, fuck, what if it's better? Like, you know what I mean? What if she did well, like, I don't I'll know. I'll tell you, you know something. I mean? First of all, if a girl is good in bed, it's a funny thing. A girl can't be taught how to be good in bed. And what is your you definition? Think so? Absolutely not. There are certain yeah. women. When did you who, learn this? Listen, I've lived a long time and I can share my <laughs> wisdom with you. You know, there are women who just get it. And when I say get it, I'm talking about the hardest thing for a woman to know how to do is how to blow a guy. It's yeah. very difficult. And most oh, women I met in this world cannot blow a guy. They just, it just, it, they don't do it right. I've met, I'm going to say in my sexual encounters, five to seven women. Who knew what the fuck? I mean, I, they just love. All right, love how many, what's the universe we're in? How many women have there been and only who five have blown seven? Me? Yeah, or, well, yeah. 
Oh, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't know. Who the hell knows how many women I've been with? <laughs> I but, just want uh, you know, I'd like to know what the statistics are. Are we talking 10? Are we talking 100? Are we talking 1,000? No, I, I maybe my lifetime I've been with. You know, forget I was married a long time. I'm married a long time to Beth. So, yeah, I mean, you, you've only been married. <laughs> I'm, 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 Except I'm, for a few months. You I'm going to give you a number. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you, yeah, I'm going to give you a number. I've probably been with 30 women in my life. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. So seven of them knew how to blow a, blow a guy. Five. I was being kind. (laughs) And, uh, and I'll tell you what, a blow job isn't that important to me. To me, what's most important is sex. The penis going into the vagina. If you vibe with a woman that way, but, uh, but when you meet a sexual dynamo and by that, I mean, Someone who can blow, like, literally just puts their mouth on you and you come. And, uh, I, well, I've had that. I, I, I was with someone who literally did that to me. And I was like, oh my God. You want to die know. laughing? You're going to listen you, to this story. The first time I met her, right? Oh, actually, maybe it was the second time. I ate her out, right? But we didn't fuck. But I hadn't fucked in a long time. I swear to God, when I was eating her out, you guys are going to probably make fun of me, but I busted in my pants. <laughs> now, this is a girl that you've got yeah. great sexual chemistry yes. with. If, yeah, you, if you busted a nut eating her out, yeah, even me, as horny as I am, I've never done that. That's that's <laughs> that's called pre premature ejaculation. That's crazy. I swear that's never happened to me either. That was the first time. Thing. Well, I'll tell you what, Matt. Matt, calm down. That girl is a keeper. In fact, uh, if you don't want her because you're hung up on the number 10, uh, you pass her over to my guys. They'll take good care of her. Love her she long time. Like take you the kids out. She's, uh, we talk about you all the time. She, she liked when you were on AGT. She said that you were a favorite uh, judge for sure. Yeah, she was She's a little a... younger then. I think. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't have dated her then. <laughs> oh, you God. got a girl that like... Uh, I mean, I knew Beth was for me when we would have sex and I could like, you know, it, 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 it's, it was, um, I'm talking about penis into the vagina. There's yeah. a certain chemistry there where it works. I didn't shoot mm-hmm. my load too fast. I didn't shoot it too, you know, it didn't take too long. It was just she right. She seemed like, to be enjoying it. <laughs> she, yeah. She's like, uh, it was like, it was like Goldilocks and the porridge. When Goldilocks and the three bears, I was like, I was like, hmm, not too long, not too short, just right. Yeah. Her, uh, what's the, what's the technical term for what it was? Uh, her snatch was just right. Uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I know I'm trying to talk like a doctor. Her snatch was correct. Now, now, uh, what? What? I said you never thought about like the past people she's been with. Like that's never bothered you at all. I know her past. She was very, yeah. you know, I know what she did and what she didn't do. Yeah. And I don't get, listen, she was a woman. She had her needs and so she didn't know me. Yeah. But, uh, look, I, no, I don't, do, I, sometimes I know, I know of some of the guys she was with and I, uh, I don't like thinking about it. I, I don't spend a lot of time. <laughs> do I'll be honest. Do you wince a you. little bit if they pop it here? Oh, no, well, I go, poor, I, I, I looked them over and I go, Jesus, I, those poor guys must look at me and go like, hey, well, wait a second. Uh, how did he get in our club? They're very talented, good looking guys. Uh, but, yeah. um, oh, but, but listen, Matt, here's what I'm going to say. This wonderful girl isn't hung up on your number. You shouldn't be hung up on her number. And don't talk so much about it. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, stop quizzing lot. her. Yeah, yeah, I bring if, it up a lot. If you got a girl that you ate out and you blew your load in your pants while you were eating her out, <laughs> this is this is very exciting, Matt. You're on to something very big in life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, she met me on TikTok. I have like 300,000 followers on there. I mean, I mean, I get some girls, but this girl just stood out, you know? How do you get 300,000 followers? Uh-huh. Well, you don't believe in this shit, but uh, my house. Well, I was actually on the Travel Channel and Discovery Channel too. But um, my house is like severely, severely possessed, like haunted, like bad. Like hmm. I, I it's, yeah, I was on like uh, the Paranormal Court on camera uh, show on the Travel Channel, and yeah, I mean I have a good following, and uh, it's crazy. Let me ask you something, Matt. I would only love to believe a house could be possessed because that would mean there's life after death. And I'm after, I want life after death. So why, in other words, I've watched every one of these shows. Not once did somebody video the, 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 the ghost. You understand? The presence. Yeah. In other words, I just saw him. I ran to get my phone. The fucker ran away. I mean. If you could get calls and everybody runs in the opposite direction, I got it. I got it on camera. Everything. I got it all. Really? Yeah. I'm dead ass serious. I mean, I got literally. Give me your Instagram account. Tell me your Instagram account. I'm going to go look at this. TikTok. It's Maddie Megarachi. M a t t y m a g a r a c i. Maddie Megarachi. That's all it is. My name. And. uh... Yeah, I mean, I got everything on camera. I got cam- I got shit getting thrown across the room. I got I got actual ghost footage, like you could see the ghost. But uh, all right, I'll that, take a look. Uh, Tell your girlfriend not to fuck any of these ghosts. Yeah, I mean, I'm scared. There's like this uh, one ghost called like uh, Incubus or something like that, and uh, it fucks you in your sleep supposedly. So I'm hoping that never happens to her if she sleeps over my house. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you something, Matt. I think this girl's so hot she fucked your brains out because it sounds like you don't have one left. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, I know you don't believe in ghosts, but when you watch my shit, you're going to be like, holy fuck, maybe, uh, yeah. Why would Why know? would you still live there if there was a ghost in your house? Listen, listen, we've been trying to sell my house now for the past five years. And where I live, there's all fucking Indians that live over here in New Jersey. And they come into my house and they're like, oh, the house is very beautiful, but I get the bad vibes. Like, that's what they say. They said they, they, uh, you know, they, they feel some. And the Indian people are really spiritual. But that's all that's trying to buy our house. So, it's been fine. Well, well, well listen to me. If you're trying to sell the house, stop putting up on Instagram that it's haunted. That's yeah, the worst you could do. Worst enemy if he's trying to sell that house. <laughs> yeah. I know. My dad would be uh, like, you're, like, my dad wants, like, every time I put that shit up, like, he says he's going to, like, like he, my dad's crazy. He's a crazy Italian guy. Hopefully he tries to fuck me up. Like, it's bad. Yeah. All right. Listen, Matt, Maddie, I got to go, but uh, stick with this girl. Yeah, yeah. She sounds like a winner. Sounds like a winner. Get, get over the 10, the number 10. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Howard. You're the man. Love you, man. You too. Bye. All right. There's Matt. Bye. He uh, says his house is possessed. He's got and ghosts. He's got, yeah. And he's got, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, ghosts Rob, must go ahead. love watching him with that 19-year-old. Oh, <laughs> my God. Watch? <laughs> ghost. I got, I'll, I'll go to Maddie's house. I guarantee it'll be no ghost the day I show up. can guarantee it. Uh, the ghosts uh, seem to be adverse to my presence. Uh, Rob, go ahead in Pennsylvania. Hi, Howard. I, uh... First, I want to say uh, 
condolences for the loss of your father. And Thank you. Um, I appreciate how much you uh, entertain and share with the audience. So I'm a one-eyed guy, and I'm always curious about other one-eyed people. And I was wondering if you knew at what age and how your dad lost his eye. My dad was a little kid. Uh-huh. And um, he was uh, playing. I don't know why he was playing with this, but he had a bottle and some film. And I hope I have this right, because I told you my father wasn't easy to talk to. I heard all this shit third hand. But right. supposedly he had a bottle, glass bottle, and some film. Like, you know, a film like they used in the old days. And he put the film in the bottle and he lit it on fire. Oh. And the, uh. bottle, the bottle exploded, and I believe the glass went into his eye and... Uh, you know, back then, I don't know that they, uh, who knows who the hell the doctor was that worked on him, but they, but he, but he lost his eye. Sure. How'd you lose yours? They, um, I, uh, it was a birth effect. I, I, I was like, uh, six weeks old. So I've never known like, you know, binocular vision or anything like that. You know? Yeah. It's a hard life. Still, I, I always well, felt bad for I mean, my dad. I, yeah, I mean, there, you know, there is like, um, you know, I guess there's, it's weird. It's not such a affliction. It's not a handicap, but it, it is it treated is. like one or whatever, you know. I mean, sure, you can't catch and you, you know, you feel and look different. I, it's taken me a while to, you know, feel. Oh, that's interesting what you just said. Wife. You can't catch, you know. Yeah, I wanted There's to this horrible story with my dad that I've told on the air, Rob. I think that's what you're mm-hmm. alluding to. I remember yeah. my father one time had a catch with me. You know, most guys have catch with their father. My father took me up back. I had a hard ball and I threw it to him and I thought I kind of burned it right into his mitt and it hit him in the nuts. He mit- and I and I always said to myself, I think he just like clutched out and he missed the ball but he, he yelled went, at me and he screamed at me that i didn't know how to throw and blah 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 but meanwhile like if my dad had had any kind of relationship he would have said to me you know what i got one eye it's hard for me perceptually to 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 catch a ball maybe he didn't even know that's why he maybe. couldn't see the ball yeah yeah and, yeah my mother said she never even he never spoke much to her about it she told me the whole time she was dating him he never acknowledged that he had a glass eye um, and, and it wasn't until they got married that, that like they, he proposed that they talked about it. And, uh, right. she thinks, you know, she thinks also just like a lot of people noticed that my dad had a glass eye. So it, it, it caused him pain that way too, mm-hmm. like, because he looked different. I think that is the biggest thing where the shame comes from that you, you look different or, or you feel like you look different, you know what I mean? But. But a lot of people, you know, I mean, there were three famous people back in the 70s that had glass eyes. Uh, Sammy Davis. Uh, yeah, that's one of them. Um, there's a woman. Peter too. Falk. Yeah, right. That's another. And there's there's a woman. Yep. Who's Sandy that? Dennis. Sandy Dennis. Oh, that's right. I Sandy, Sandy Duncan, I think. Sandy Dun- Duncan. Sandy Duncan? Duncan. Or something like that. Yeah, Sandy Duncan. That was her name. You know what? I was always aware of people who had glass eyes because yeah. uh, I was so hung up on the, my father. My father wouldn't talk to me about it. I never, never had a discussion about it. I think he was also like embarrassed that he had done this to himself in a way, like, like, like he blew his eye out. I mean, I don't even know how old he was, but he was a little kid. 
I know that yeah. much. And it just was weird that I never talked to him about it. By the way, if you need a spare, I got my dad's glass eye. You want to use it? Would you like to try it I out? Because I have a few, I have a few myself, Howard. Thank you, though. I'll I don't know, know what to it. do. I don't if know what to do dad, with I it. I would definitely take it. You know. Yeah, I'm thinking of like I was thinking of throwing maybe it in you the should ocean. donate it. Maybe there's somebody out there who needs a glass eye and can't afford one. I think it'd be well. Weird. They're kind of custom. Yeah, they're kind of custom. Yeah, you got to see oh, this thing. Yeah, you yeah, got to see like this it. thing and like. I don't know. Then I was like, you know, I just remember my dad had to wipe his eye a lot, like because like yeah. mucus and shit would oh, float on it. Crusty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, oh, the, it was like the whole thing. When I was a kid, my glass eye fell out when I was sleeping, and I had a younger brother, and he went to school, and people were like, "Why didn't you? Go, why didn't your brother come to school today?" And it, he's like. Uh, well, his eye fell out, or he lost his eye, or whatever, you know? And that was the most embarrassing thing that ever, you know, I'm still traumatized to this day. But I'm much better uh, about it uh, than, than I was when I was young. And Yeah. I mean, I'm, start, people, I'm starting to learn from my mom now, who's opening up to me. Mm-hmm. When I, you know, now that her husband's gone, I mean, she talks to me about it now. And she, she said to me, you know, I always, she goes, it didn't bother me. I always thought it was quite beautiful. It would like shine in the dark. Oh, and, wow. um, yeah. And I was like, oh, because she was telling me the way she met my dad was at a dance and that my dad was on his way to the dance and he asked this girl to, to join him. And she said, no. And she said to me, I think she was turned off to your father's glass eye. And I was like, wow, I never heard any of these stories before. But I started to realize what a difficult time my father had because of this. But it pained him too much. And he, did, he didn't like to share any kind of personal stories. And he didn't, you know, he was like a real hardcore dude. Like he he wasn't going to let it bother him. Or if it did bother him, he wasn't going to let me know about it or anyone else. He just was very close to But I'm also thinking about don't be stupid, you moron. Yeah, that that no. must be something he thought of himself. Yeah, well, oh. I've thought of that because, like, when my father used to berate me, I, I was thinking when I learned about the eye and I learned how he lost it, that's a very, uh, it's a stupid thing, you know? It's like, I'm sure, you know, and, and so how, you know, how could he not have understood that a kid can do silly things and be a kid because he. Well, did I something. think he was trying to prevent you from doing stupid things. Maybe well, you know the the, his it. reaction was the no, I don't want you doing stupid things. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking of like doing a Cinderella, Cinderella thing. Now that my mother is a widow, I still see many good dating years ahead of her. I was thinking of taking the glass <laughs> eye door to door, and if the glass eye sure. fit another guy. That she, that guy would get to marry the guy. bang my mother and be my stepfather. What do you think <laughs> of the story play like that? Catch with you. Uh, yeah, hey, I, I, I'm up for it. You know, I, I've become more. Oh, really? With, How know, old are you? Sure. You know, I, you know, any high things with one eye because, like, I became. I I use it. Uh, I, in college, I would uh, tease guys with the one guy put it in his orange when he came back to the table. <laughs> <laughs> little jokes yeah. there, huh? <laughs> yeah. It is freaky. I remember the first time I saw my dad's spare eye. It was, uh, they were, my parents were out of the house and I, I used to go through my parents' drawers basically yeah. to find my dad's porn. And, um, and my father had a pretty extensive porn collection, which blew my mind. Really? Yeah, he had some. He had some stuff. He had some porn. He had like you know, he had little magazines and books and shit. Wow. And so, uh, yeah. And so, uh, 
I would read him with with great trepidation because uh, his t- his 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 bookmark was always a piece of tissue paper from toilet paper, oh. and I was like, oh God, what if I put it back in the wrong uh, page? What if what, did, did, did he use what if this he knows paper? how much was sticking out and I get yeah. that wrong? Well, I became really good at like memorizing exactly how the contents of my dad's drawers looked <laughs> so I could put stuff back because I would go in my bed and get nude completely nude and You're jerk off dance porn yeah oh it's the only thing we shared and I would I, I jerk off and uh and then it was like then I'd be done and I go you fucking idiot this is what jerking off gets you in trouble. <laughs> Your dad's going to figure out you mess with his porn, and he's just going to kill me. He'll just cut my fucking head off. <laughs> like, he it'll be a beheading. Porn with you. Yeah, yeah, right. If he knew my father would have killed me, like he would. I'm not <laughs> saying like figuratively he would have killed me. He would have fucking killed me if he caught me. Because and, and plus, and plus, I was like, well, what if they walk back in the house? And like, I'm completely undressed with my little schlong. <laughs> And I'm rubbing it, and I'm holding the book, and I was like, "What if I accidentally come on the book, and there's a stain on it?" Right, I mean, I was. What if you stick the pages together? I was playing with fire. <laughs> I was playing with fire. So then sometimes I'd go through his drawers, and then I did one day stumble upon where he kept his spare eye because he had a couple of. So he had a spare, at least one. And I opened up the box, and I was like, "What the fuck? This is fucked up." I never, I never knew what it would look like, and it had like, like it had like. Uh, it was an eyeball, but it had prongs on the side. Like uh, really, like I like never knew what an eyeball looked like. Keep it in the socket. Keep yeah, it in the socket. And and, and uh, but if my father had caught, like, figured out that I was checking out his porn, I mean, I would have been, Dad, it's, it's just not my cum stain. I'm telling you, it's somebody else. Somebody <laughs> yeah, else came on your can, Who else comes in the house? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. It was it was my what? sister. <laughs> She came on the book. <laughs> he might have been more embarrassed that you found his eye. Yeah. Born, I don't know. What's but the matter with you, you moron? You know your sister can't shoot a load? <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, moron. <laughs> He's calling me a moron. Everything, I was a moron. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, my, I, I didn't even know where my dad would buy these books and stuff. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, there I was think no my, internet then. He had to go somewhere, right? I think my mom knew about it. That's why I wanted my father to get a computer and get on the internet because he could jerk off the porn. But he would, he would. I wanted to just say, "Dad, you have no idea how much porn there is on the on the on the internet." You would have blown that eye right out of his socket if he had. Yeah, you're not kidding. On the internet. Yeah. Yep. Well, anyway. Uh, so I don't know. He had a rough life, and according to my mom, you know, it was a it was a kind of a torturous thing for him. But he was always an excellent driver. That's the other thing because I used to think, well, that would be weird driving. You turn your head to oh. see behind you, right? Uh, you well, see anything? Did, then that means his, his, he had a good left eye. His right eye was the the glass one. I would bet. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know which eye it was. Oddly hmm. enough, I, I you know. Most dads, I think, would have spent some time talking to their sons about stuff like well, this. Well, you got this most dads thing. There are all kinds of, and hard, hardly any of them are good, Howard. So, you know, you, know, you can't say that. I know my dad wasn't that good because I find myself jealous of uh, Robin's dad, and he was like the worst. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He was just a mess. <laughs> yeah, like he had real, he had sexual he issues. He had two eyes. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. No, no problem there. <laughs> 
but uh, I've always been very, I've been always, I've been very uptight about eyes my whole life. Like, hmm. and uh, well, anyway, well, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Okay. You should talk right, to Rob. He walks around without a, a a glass eye. Like, I think he had a, a he lost his at young, a young age. So if you ever have a chance to interview Fetty Wap, I'd ask him about it. You know, it's interesting you say that. Like, what about that? Like, I know blind guys. There are some guys who will wear sunglasses. And then I remember Jose Feliciano stopped wearing his sunglasses. And he went, you know what? Fuck you. I'm, I don't need to wear my sunglasses. Yeah. If you can't b- bear looking at me, then screw you. And um, what about that? I mean, what, what do you mean? You don't wear the glass eye sometimes? Um, Around the house, um, I don't. And I, you know, I have uh, a I asked my niece or nephew if they wanted. I'm very open about it now with my family, at least, and even friends. You know, if anybody would ask, or you know, if I'm out and about. Um, but um, hmm. I'd. Uh, I don't know that I'd wear it out in public. I feel it's noticeable, and or not wear it out in public. I feel it's noticeable enough. You know, I might wear a, a pirate. I ha- I do have a uh, you know patch. A eye patch, a, patch? a nice leather yeah. eye patch I could wear. But I would you so it takes away from the effect. Would you ever put like a golf ball in there for laughs? I asked my <laughs> ocularist. That's who makes glass eyes. An ocularist, yeah. and I yeah. she does really beautiful work. But I asked her, "Will you put something fun in there?" Like you know, um, I, I, I couldn't can't think of something. You know, like a, a, a like logo um, or you know, uh, right a Steelers logo or something like that. She's like. She has artistic integrity. I, I think you can understand how because they have to paint them to look real, and then oh, yeah. shaping them. You know, they're using this, this material to shape them to to fit. You want me to get you one with the uh, Howard One Hundred logo on it? <laughs> I would love that. See, that's yeah. the kind of thing let me look I want. into that. I want to. I need a, jo- a couple joke eyes I can wear out about sometimes. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, like you'll it. be a hit on <laughs> Halloween, right? All right, Rob. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. All right, I got to go. You know, I always used to look at Moisha Diane. Remember that guy? Sure. The Israeli guy, and he always wore Wore the patch. Yep. Yeah. Jewish dude. Moshe Diane was, uh, was he the prime minister of Israel? He was the prime minister for a while. He was a military guy. Yeah. Crazy stuff. I see there's a lot of people want to talk about glass eyes, but. You know, let me move on. I mean, we got oh, so much. That's a limited to get audience, through. don't you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, see, a lot. Hey, hey, thank you for all your glass eye stories. Um, can I tell you? I did want to get to some of the fan feedback here. Uh, a lot of people like Weird Al on uh, Howard 101. Mm. Weird Al took the channel over and played us some amazing music. The fans liked his style and music recommendations. Here's Weird Al doing the... Yeah, let's see it. Oh, here it is. This next song is about an accordion, actually, and it's by a group you may have heard of called The Who. And uh, I, you know, I, I don't mind that this song is juvenile. I don't mind that it's full of dumb sexual double entendres. The reason, the reason I've been mad at The Who since 1975 is because they made a song about an accordion. And there's hardly any accordion on the stinking track. What's that about? Come on! It's a shame. It is a shame. I'm upset. It is a shame. Ah! Ah! <laughs> uh, weird Al. 
This is Squeezebox. Squeezebox. I never liked that song. I like the Who to some of their songs, but Squeezebox, I hated. Yeah, Mama's I never Squeezebox box was. Yeah. Uh, Mama's got a Squeezebox. You know, it's a sexual entendre. Double I thought entendre. it was a sexual. Uh, I didn't know it had anything to do with the accordion. Mama's got a Squeezebox. Daddy's got a... Daddy, daddy, never, daddy never sleeps at night. Right. I mean, it is an amazing song. It was a big hit song, but yeah. uh, I mean, Pete Townsend writes these songs. He's so he's another one of these guys that's such a genius. I blew it with him. I would love to do a serious interview with Pete mm. Townsend, but I don't think he wants anything to do with me. Um, you know, Roger, we've uh, interviewed two or three times, and I love that guy, yeah. lead love singer Roger. of the Who, yeah. Roger. Roger, Dolphin. lead singer. Roger Daltrey, yeah. Maybe I have Alzheimer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I love um, uh, Love Rain or Me. Mm. There's, a, there's a couple of Who tunes that are just fucking amazing. It's pretty amazing music that he wrote all that shit. And I mean, you know, any guy, again, like Bruce Springsteen, a guy like Roger Daltrey and um, Pete Townsend hook up. Pete does the writing. And I mean, to have that many hit songs, I don't know how a guy writes one hit song. I told you, I'm jealous of Rick Dees with Disco Duck. I, I wish I could write one hit song. But, but to, to write this many, all by yourself. Imagine what's going on in his head. Yeah. Yeah. Only love can keep you in. It make you ra- it make it rain. Uh, <laughs> what is going on? Robin, please. <laughs> I'm trying to sing. Don't embarrass me. Only love can make it rain like a <laughs> uh uh-huh. You take a song and deconstruct it into what it was before yeah. they actually Only figured out the words. Love, <laughs> love make it rain, rain. Way the beach. Way the beach. By the sea. Is it the beach gets kissed Only by the sea? Love. Yeah. I didn't know that. Hell breaks loose in that song. <laughs> Only, uh, yeah. How did we go there from that song again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 bring the rain. Bring the rain. 
That makes you right, young. Thank you. But there's so many good Who songs. I do. I, I mean, I, I admire Pete Townsend very much as a songwriter. Remember and when we met Pete Townsend backstage that time? Yeah. And I drooled. Do you remember that? Yeah, because you drooled right on my leg. I remember that. Yes. You, you. After he left, you said, "What happened to you?" Because I just opened my mouth, I couldn't speak, and just spittle came out. Of my mouth. It was disgusting, like, oh my honestly. God, that was I tried, the most uh, horrible thing. I try to forget about that. Uh, okay, getting back to the email. So a lot of people liked uh, Weird Al. They um, uh, Everybody loved uh, that the staff went to visit Ronnie in Vegas. People enjoyed hearing about that. It's nice to hear that J.D. has grown up so much over the years. Instead of blowing his tax return money on strippers, he now just blows his basic income on strippers. <laughs> that is progress, I guess. Yeah. So glad the boys had fun in Sin City. Ronnie desperately needed to see you guys for the next time JD visits Vegas. Go to the bathroom at the Wynn, one of the best in town. There you go, a little okay. bathroom suggestion. JD has a bathroom oh. suggestion. Only Ronnie can make me laugh like that at 6 a.m. Vegas seems like a perfect fit for him. It was nice of Ronbo to entertain the boys. A lot of people liked hearing about your trip to Southeast Asia, Robin. Everyone felt you were triumphant with your, <laughs> even though you are immunocompromised, you took a risk and uh, people seem to want to encourage this. I don't like that people are encouraging Are now encouraging this. me? Really? Great to hear about Robin's trip to Southeast Asia. I love hearing about this stuff and especially love hearing Howard's reactions and his Vietnam story killed me. Yeah, people like to hear about my Vietnam stories, even though they caused me great pain. <laughs> great pain. Uh, I went to Thailand for my honeymoon and made the mistake of trying the street food and the added mistake of using a public bathroom would not recommend either. People I didn't do any of that. that. I didn't eat any street food and I only went to reputable places. You know, one of the things I didn't get to tell you, Howard, they have various kinds of toilets in some of these countries. Yes. And one of them is like a hole in the ground. Yes. That yes. you squat over. Yes, as you know, Robin, I served uh, in <laughs> Vietnam and took many a dump in holes. Uh, part of my service training, even when I first got to Vietnam, really? I was, yeah, you know, I was like, well, what, 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 there's no plumbing? And uh, no, you're going to have to go shit in that hole over there, Private Stern. <laughs> and uh, many well, it's times. it's not like it's not hooked up to plumbing, but they just won't build a toilet. They just put some porcelain on the ground and you That's squat right. over it. We would squat, and as a, as a matter of fact, we built up tremendous anal strength uh, over in Vietnam because of the constant squatting and shitting. Yes, I um, was told that I should work on squatting for my next trip so that I won't have to wait for the the one or two regular toilets that are available on in a public restroom. Well, here we are talking about Vietnam again, and again, as I said earlier, you triggered me because now I'm remembering... Uh, I would squat over these holes in the ground, and, and I, I, be, I actually learned how to wipe my ass with bamboo shoots. I was known for this. I invented it. Pure bamboo would uh, would be There's used to wipe. There's a lot of bamboo, you know, so you might as well use it. I remember one time there was no bamboo around, and uh, this is how crazy I was back in those days. Don't hold it against me, but I was in a village. I had killed about 10 guys. And uh, the Vietnamese, actually, Viet Cong actually had uh, their version of dog tags. And I would rip uh -huh. the dog tags and the ears off of these guys and make a uh -huh. necklace. Well, I went and took a dump 
and of course, no toilet paper in those days. And what I would use is the ears and dog tags of the men I just oh. killed, and I would wipe my oh. ass with it. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people don't know this, but this is the wow. horror of war. Um, it was a guy I killed. Uh, I didn't kill him. I took his arm off. His name was Uncle Nam. And um, <laughs> I remember I'd taken Dear a Uncle tremendous... Yeah. A lot of times, your reaction to war and violence is to take a tremendous dump. It does relax you. And, really? Uh, I remember I took a very healthy dump. I um, And uh, I had nothing but Uncle Nam's arm that I had just cut <laughs> off of him. And I used his hand from... Uh, uh, and I got, I remember I got shit under his fingernails and I thought, well, that's disrespectful. It, it, that's what you need to make sure is gone that's when right, you return Robin. the arm. But Robin, this is all too painful. I choose not to uh, please, talk about these stop, things. So stop yeah. reminiscing. Yeah. <laughs> these are horror but you stories. Know, yeah. The other thing that was interesting is sometimes you'd open the <laughs> stall, you know, like looking for, yeah. you know, the condition of the bathroom. And it wasn't like it wasn't clean or something, but there was no toilet paper. Right, well, that's what I'm telling one, you. One day when we walked out, we realized there was a huge roll of toilet paper on the yes. wall on the way to the stall. So everybody was supposed to take their toilet paper before yes. they went into the stall. Many times in Vietnam. Well, I don't want to talk about it. I mean, you know, here I just <laughs> told you I would wipe with Uncle Lamb's uh, arm that I cut off him. And, and you just went right into your own story, which is amazing. <laughs> you think it would stop you. It would slow well, you down. Those were my horrors on this trip. Uh, that's crazy. They put the toilet paper outside the stall. I yeah, mean, it's, uh, it's on the wall on your way to the stalls. And, you know, the first time we were there, my friend said, Robin, there's no toilet paper in these in these uh, stalls. So here, there's a here's a wipe I have, you know, that she was mm. carrying in her purse. And then when I came out of the stall, I saw this big thing of toilet paper hanging on the wall. And I said, oh, I found well, the toilet paper. It's almost like in Vietnam, they expect you to be clairvoyant about how much shitting you're going to do ahead of time. <laughs> You know, I mean, how much are you going to need? <laughs> I underestimated I, when I, I don't know when it was coming out. I felt like it was only going to be so tiny and uh, <laughs> it turned out to be big. <laughs> I and think. then there was one place, a couple of places yeah. we stayed where you couldn't flush the toilet paper. Right. Because of their old, old, old plumbing. They couldn't change a lot of the plumbing. And so it was very delicate. And so they had, you know, they had you not. There was a little can next to the toilet and you throw your toilet paper in that can. Wow. And uh, my friend broke her toilet <laughs> while we were there. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what you're going to do. You broke the toilet. How'd you do that? Boy, Robin, uh, sounds like a great vacation. Uh, <laughs> that way was to go. one hotel. We were there for a couple of days. It was a beautiful hotel in the jungle. So I guess there is a problem with the plumbing. Uh, Tara or Tara? How do you say your name? Tara or Tara? It's uh, Tara. Tara. All right, Tara, what can I do for you? Hi, Howard. Hmm. Um, I had to get off speaker. I love you so much, and um, to a slightly lesser extent, I love you too, Robin. What? How dare you? Well, I know, I know, I know, you know, I love you the most, Tara. Um, All right. Well, that's fair. Robin, sorry. Uh, She loves me more. (laughs) (laughs) She gets so jealous, but it's okay. All right. Go ahead, Tara. A few years ago, Howard, one of your resolutions was to improve your posture. 
Yes. And I was wondering if you made any strides towards that. No, I'm going to I'm here to tell you it is impossible to improve your posture. <laughs> what? They sell, yes. Listen to me, Robin. I am a very tall man. I'm 6'5". I don't enjoy being tall. I would like to be 6'2". When I was 6'2", I graduated high school at 6'2", and that was the perfect height. I grew three inches in college. I know it sounds crazy. I've never liked being as tall as 6'5". For whatever reason, I have low self-esteem, and I, and I, as a result, I walk hunched over like the hunchback of Notre Dame. When you meet me, it's disturbing. Even my own wife says, can you stand up straight, please? She says, I'm worried about you. I uh, I have terrible posture. I always feel like I'm going to hit my head on things. I don't, and I, and it bothers me that my, and as a result, my neck hurts a lot and things because I'm not up straight. I'm almost like half ape. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like, you ever see how an ape has a slouch? It's, uh, it's, that's how I look. Did I feed you that apple? What was it? <laughs> well, let me tell you something. I've tried everything. In fact, there was a device I saw on the internet that you uh, wear like a bra. Like a brace. And my wife, it's a brace and you put it on under your shirt and it's supposed, it forces you to stay up straight. It was horrible. It was horrible. It was uncomfortable. It, uh, I, 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 it was, it was, it, it was, it even showed through. I, people were like, are you wearing a bra? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> and I felt awkward with it. So I have done many exercises to improve well, I was my posture. Say, you told me you were doing these exercises lately. Uh, that's right. I do the exercises and right after I finish the exercises, I go right back to slouching. <laughs> you don't impossible. even think for a moment about just walking around straight for a little while no i try sometimes when i go on a walk with beth she'll say you told me to tell you when you're slouching you're slouching and i go oh honey it's impossible and then i stand up straight for like a minute and i'm like oh this is exhausting standing up straight i'm most comfortable with my slouch and i yes what if you what if you embraced being six five? What if you were like, hey, no, this is hot. No. Girls you love can't, tall guys. You, you can't embrace it. It's too late. In other words, the habit of slouching is ingrained in me. It's not going to change. But I agree with what she's saying. If you started thinking about how difficult it would be to be short. No. At this point, I th even when I think I'm up straight, my You're neck <laughs> and my, my head is like leading. My, I lead with my yes. head. It's like I'm yeah. stuck out and bent over like a, like a, like well, a, like a, like a, part of that like is working on the radio. I mean, we all That's do that. Right. We lean into the microphone. Yes, we do. It's the radio that did this to me, and uh, that's the end of it. Don't go into radio. Thank you, Tara, who says, you. how do you that love you, love you, and thank you for loving and me a little, little more And a little bit less, Robin. she loves me. Yeah. And by the way. All of you should love me more than Robin. <laughs> if you find yourself loving Robin more on the show, there's something wrong with you. Thank you. Had to say that. Okay, let me get to Elephant Boy because a lot of people wrote about Elephant Boy. They're sad yes. and died as you are and I am. I would say the audience was devastated to hear about the passing of our beloved Whack Packer, Fred the Elephant Boy. Whack Packer High Register Sean, who we haven't heard from in a while, tweeted, mm -hmm. I'm having a terrible 2023 so far. Elephant Boy will be missed. He was one of my best Stern Show friends, a really wonderful guy. Aww. 
Tan Mom's music producer. I'm just reading you some of the famous people who tweeted. No one is more famous than Adam Barta. (laughs) Tan Mom's music producer said, rest in peace, Fred the Elephant Boy. You brought such fun and happiness to the Stern Show. Always enjoyed seeing you at shows. I received this from, uh, it's hard for me to remember the show without Elephant Boy and his bizarre and hilarious appearances. For my money, his crowning moment was when he represented Howard and gave the acceptance speech for Howard's nomination for governor of New York. Yes, a true highlight. Uh, We played that clip yesterday. Uh, It was really quite wonderful. Um, Rest in peace, Fred, a great guy with some classic Stern Show moments. He was a true original. Who will always be remembered. Angry Alice. Everyone loves Angry Alice. Yes. She left us a voicemail with her sympathies for... Oh. I even think she got angry uh, during... Yeah, during she got her... An- yes. <laughs> her <laughs> eulogy, she got angry. She left a message and, 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 and she got herself worked up during it. She started cursing God and, uh, you know, oh, I mean, she really is... Goodness. She really is angry. This is Angry Alice. I am so sorry that... <laughs> Fucking God took Elvin Ball away from us. I think he was the sweetest whack pack that I ever met. And I, he's, I guess he's in a better place. That's what the fucking Christians say. And I just want to say I am so sorry that we lost Elephant Boy. That sweet thing. You take care of yourself. I'll see you soon. All right, Alice. Very nice. Wow. I know. She can get worked up over anything. I mean, that was heartfelt. I read a death to cock, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Bobo had some closing thoughts on Fred. And like most of Bobo, I, I you know, I'm going to be a little critical here. Again, it's clear he wrote this out. Yeah. It sounds. Gary, what did you say about Bobo? He sounds so rehearsed. That you lose some of the sincerity, you know, you compare Yo, him to sounds- somebody. He sounds like Luca Brazzi giving the speech to um, uh-huh. the Godfather. It's yeah, all it's, it's written it's, out and rehearsed. Yeah, you know when that famous speech that Luca Brazzi gives in the Godfather, and he goes, you know, Godfather, Don't thank you for seeing me. Oh, here it is. I am honored and grateful that you have invited me to your daughter's wedding. On the day of your daughter's wedding. And I hope that their first child be a masculine child. I pledge my ever-ending loyalty for your daughter's bridal purse. Thank you, Luca. My most valued friend. Don Calion, I'm going to leave you now because I know you are busy. Wrote it all out, Luca. Luca broke my heart. I mean, Luca was a big, tough guy who was basically Don Corleone used him to kill people. So Don Corleone was like, all right, I better let this guy read it. I got to keep this guy happy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell him he's my best friend. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, of course, Luca was a dimwit. And and didn't do much in the movie. He got killed immediately. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, here's Bobo in his best Luca Brazzi delivering his... Two cents on Fred the Elephant Boy. He was a true legend among Stern Nation. To me, he will be ever remembered when Howard was running for governor in his famous speech. Not to mention U.S. open sores. I've grown to 
really like him over the years. I hung out with him at wrestling events, also AGT and other events that were held. You know, I always gave him mad respect because his longevity with the show. I am very sad of learning of his passing today. It just shows you, time waits for nobody. Look around every day, take in the ocean, the lakes, and be thankful for every single day. Rest in peace, elephant boy. You will be sorely missed. That's what it's like to have an 80 IQ. Nothing sums it up more than that. It's the greatest. Is that the greatest? Bobo Bratzi. Bobo Bratzi. <laughs> <laughs> Bobo Bratzi hit. you're on the air. Hey, listen, what you guys don't understand is, and Gary, you have to understand this. You always knock me down for this. If you don't write down your thoughts, I'm going to lose them. So these are my <laughs> own thoughts. I write them down You've lost your about. mind. You've lost your mind. Very good, Bobo. He's Bobo Bratzi. What I do. Oh, my God. I mean, that is the greatest. I every day <laughs> go and look at the lakes and the water. Ocean. Ocean. <laughs> and, you know, like, because, you know, Bobo every day in Florida, goes, he drives down, listens That's to right. our show, and the stares lakes, at the water. The ocean. Yeah, go to the beach. <laughs> So Free like now feet, every like emotions. every day go down like because he has the free time to go down the lake. You should go down in the lake. <laughs> Look what? around. Look around. Oh, the ocean, Howard. The ocean is a remedy for drawing out all the negativity. When the ocean comes in and goes out, it takes all your negativity out of your body. It feels when wonderful. When did that start right? happening? <laughs> oh, for years now. It's every cool. day, Robin, you should always befriend a tree. <laughs> or look around and wave at a bird. Oh, elephant boy, we miss you. He was Come. a true legend. <laughs> I am very sad. Very, I hung very. out with him. At res wrestling matches. Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, I, I was looking at a clip on Facebook of a wrestling match. You know, old school like Hulk yeah. Hogan or whatever that other guy is uh, the the rock uh-huh and i'm I'm watching it and it's like so fucking fake i mean it's not they don't even try to make it look no, like a it's real not fight good acting it's just it's really horrible terrible well, yeah it, it's insulting to anybody with an <laughs> iq over 80 that's when you know you're really dumb if you really watch that shit and you're enjoying it you're 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 mentally ill. You know, you're incapacitated. You're like challenged. Bobo. You're, yeah, you're, you're an challenged. intellectually challenged person. Uh, it's fun right. though. We all know it's fake. Yeah, but how can you sit there and waste? You, you know, if time is so short, Bobo, as you say in your eulogy to Fred, <laughs> why would you waste your time staring at a wrestling match with two guys in in man panties picking each oh, other up and on. pretending to hit each other? It's just insanity. It's to see John Cena and Roman Reigns go at it back in the day. I mean, there's so much. Go at it? What are they going at? They're not going at it. They're dancing. It's all <laughs> choreographed. I know, but they really get hurt, though. They really get hurt. Well, that, yeah. I mean, they're bad athletes. at it. You know, yeah. if they were good stuntmen, <laughs> they wouldn't get hurt. Boba, when did you realize? I want you to be honest. Don't give yeah. me bullshit. When did you realize wrestling was fake? Oh, some years ago. How many? You know, but it, uh, well, how many how years old ago? Were you? 
50? Oh, no, no, no. When I first watched it, I go, oh, shit, they really get hurt here, you know? How and old were you when you know. realized rest, uh, he's not going to he, he still hasn't realized. No, about eight, eight years ago. About eight years ago, I realized. Oh, so you were eight advanced years. in eight. <laughs> eight <laughs> years ago. Okay. How old are you again? You look so fake. How old are you? How old are you? I mean, so real. I'm, I'm 69. So you, at 61 so years 60. of age, yeah. you finally realized wrestling was fake. Even though they changed the name to WWF and everything else because they had to change it legally because it was, it was the, you know. It's now WWE. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right. It still took you that long, huh? I mean, Howard. you know, because. Was it, Howard, was it Bobo, excuse me, Bobo, was it devastating when you learned it was fake? <laughs> No, I mean, I was like more or less teetering on the edge. Like I kind of back my mind to it, but I said, this can't be. I mean, look, look at their bleeding. They're getting really hurt. So to me, I go, yeah, I see. scripted and everything, but they will really, they really take on a lot of pain. Fascinating. You know? Gary, go ahead. I'm sorry. Do you know what year they told the world that it's fake? <clears throat> it was 1989. They had to come right. out and admit it's entertainment, not a sport. <clears throat> and Bobo still thought. It was real. Well, I must have missed that one. I must have missed that announcement. <laughs> Bobo me, was still I, debating the issue with himself. Well, listen, it, it's crazy. I'm going to ask you a question. And I don't want to ruin anything for you. But have you ever heard of the Tooth Fairy? Oh, come on. No, I'm serious. Have you? <laughs> yes. Do you, do you believe that the Tooth Fairy is real? No, come on. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't want to ruin it for you. What about but Santa? You, That's what I was... Has anybody told him about Santa? Get <laughs> off the phone, Bobo. You're ruining the show. I just can't get Howard off my brain. Get off the phone, Bobo. Your questions always blow. You don't like my questions? You don't like me? No more, Bobo. Bobo, come on. It's time to go. Flush that toupee right down the toilet bowl, Bobo. He did. All right. Bobo, thank you. Happy you New remember, Year. Yeah. Wait a minute. You remember when I went with Wolfie and I interviewed Ric Flair and I mentioned something about, oh, fake was blood caps. The guy almost fucking killed me. He almost right. fucking killed right. me. Okay, Bobo, door. calm down. All right. All right, there's Bobo, who had some nice words to say about Fred the Elephant Boy. That's, let's Bobo leave it at Bratzi, that. Bobo I like that. And I got my Bobo resolution Bratzi. for the new year. Okay, Let, call me tomorrow and uh, tell me your uh, resolutions for the oh, new year. Yeah, write it down, because you don't want to lose that thought. No one yeah, to forget. You lose your thoughts if you don't write it down. <laughs> All right, enough of you. Enough. Um, who else? Uh, uh, Fred the Elephant Boy... Uh, I heard from Bobo, Angry Alice. Oh, this is interesting. On our phone is High Pitch Eric, who wants to say a few words about oh, Elephant Boy. And I wonder. They did have a a strained Eddie. relationship, didn't they? Those two hated each other. I wonder now that Elephant Boy is gone. Will Eric stay with his hate, or will he let go of it? Let's find out right now. Mm -hmm. This is going to be. What do you say? What do you think the answer is, Robin? I think he's going to be sympathetic. I think he doesn't want to remember Fred with anger. Well, if you remember uh, Slow People's Court, uh, yes. High Pitch had threatened Elephant Boy that he was going to kill him. He wanted him right. dead. So we had to straighten that out because that's against the law. Um, so let's find out if there's been a change of heart. Okay, Eric, we're ready to hear your thoughts.
All right, Howard, Robin, Gary, Happy New Year. How are you? Good. We're good. All right, so a couple of things. I know Fred and I never got along. Mm. And, you know, we had problems in the past. And it's very sad that you passed away. Mm-hmm. And well, why are you, well, why are you sad? I mean, you didn't like the guy. He, you, you, I don't even remember. Why didn't you like him again? Because what he did to me on Twitter. What did he do? He, uh, remember, remember you told him to back off of me on Twitter? Yeah. And he didn't listen to you? Right. Now, but what was he writing to you about on Twitter? Well, he was saying stuff about my mother. After oh, she really? passed away. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Well, anyway. So, Elephant Boy told us before he died that he buried the hatchet with Eric and that they had called each other to make amends months before he died. Is that true? Well, after after the people's courts, we made amends. Oh, okay. So I want to say to Elephant Boy, uh, you know, rest in peace. And he will be missed very much by Mm. you and the staff. And let me tell, can I tell you something? Bobo is very fake. You know why? Because he never called Fred before he passed. Me and Marianne tried to reach out to Fred before he passed. And Marianne had Thanksgiving at her house. And Fred, Fred the Elephant Boy showed up when Howard TV was there. And that was one of the events happened at Mary Ann's house. Let me ask you something. Yes. Why can't Bobo be sad about Elephant Boy? Why do you have to start a new feud? In other words, okay, because, Bobo... Because yeah, go Bobo ahead. Bobo does not show respect to Mary Ann as well after all the stuff Mary Ann has done for Bobo. But, but, but what does that got to do with Elephant Boy? I mean, Bobo should have some respect for Mary Ann as well. I mean, it's okay for well, him. Well, what I'm saying, you know, here we're talking right about now Elephant Boy. we're talking Boy, about Elephant Boy, yeah. And you're starting a brand new feud with Bobo, and Bobo has his own feelings about uh, Elephant Boy. It seems, it, seems, uh, it seems a bit odd to introduce a feud while you're trying to say something nice about Elephant Boy. I mean, still, I mean, it's okay for Bobo to have, you know, sad feelings about Elephant Boy, but still. Bobo should still have respect for Marianne. And by the way, let me say something. Yes. By the way, um, Marianne is like the godfather. You know, everyone's all worked up here now. But let me. me, (laughs) Had I stay on Marianne's good side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, mean, we're we're hearing hearing about Elephant Boy and he's Marianne he's worried about. What are you, Marianne's consigliere? I'm her godson. She's, She's my godmother. Oh. All right. Anyway, I got a bone to pick with you. Let's put Elephant Boy aside. What's the Holly? You were great on Hollywood Squares. You did a great job when we before break. You you know, I sent this character, High Pitch Eric, a microphone, and I sent him uh, uh, some equipment that he Mm -hmm. could use for for Hollywood Squares. I sent it to everyone who participated, and they all returned the equipment. Uh oh. Eric has basically said, "Fuck you." I'm not returning the microphone and all the equipment you sent. 
Why? I'm keeping it because he wants to do a podcast and he's decided that it's his equipment. And he told us, what's the matter with you? How would you even have the nerve to do that to me? No, I, no, I won't do that to you. I was going to send it later this week. What are you? What, what, what is going on there, Eric? Why are you are You going to steal from me? No, why, why would I do that to you? I, well, well why doing did you it? say you were going to do it? Eric. You sent yeah. me two emails. You sent me two emails yesterday. The first email was, I would like to keep the equipment so I can do a, a podcast. And the second email, 40 minutes later, was, I think I'm keeping the equipment. <laughs> so what changed between yesterday and now? Howard's going to be pissed if I keep the equipment. Right, but Howard had to tell you that. Why didn't us telling you that bother you? Oh, I said to myself, I'll buy, I'll buy. I'll buy a microphone of my own. I'll, I'll buy a cheap one. I mean, I'd like to help out Eric. I like Eric and everything, but uh, he's he's always he's so uh, always angling. Now, I thought you were going to say something nice about Elephant Boy and leave it at that. Now, Marianne, what is going on here with? Uh, oh, I, I just think Eric is very protective of me. I think Bobo called him a few times in the past, and he thinks that I have. I tell Eric not to speak to him, but that's not the truth. But really, Howard, I am so upset about Fred because I did speak to him on his birthday in November. I knew he had a blood clot. I kept in touch with him. And I even I know Gary knows his radio has been turned off like by accident. Gary helped me get it back off him because he really wanted to catch up on the show. And I, I am truly, truly shocked that he's gone. I called him December 15th. It's not the same happy Howard New Year, Joy Joy. You could hear it in my voice between Angela Muto and Fred. And um, when Fred... <sighs> I called Fred December 15th. I was going to give him a ticket to the show, and he never answered, and I figured he lost his phone again, not knowing that Fred passed away. And it's shocking. Mm. We're both the same age, and we have a big history, and him and Eric did bury the hatchet. And I really kept in touch with him like a true friend. And anybody who listens to the show, fans, of course, like even Bobo has his right to, to praise Fred, because Fred is the high man on the totem pole that brought so much, Howard. And uh, All right, know, that's a very nice eulogy. There you go. Me, you know, and it wasn't me. written. It no, wasn't written, but all off the cuff. Uh, very good. Say- one more thing, Howard. My highlight this year was going up to the uh, Halloween party at Sirius and meeting all the great fans, fans and dressing as Angela Muto. I was Ronnie's mom, and um, the low light was losing Fred and Angela because I became friendly with her as well. And it's been a very hard few days knowing that both these great people that I connected to through the show were well, gone. Well, very I well said, bad. Marianne. Thank you very much. Thanks, I'm going to play you off now. Thank you. Same to you. There's a reason she's the mother of the Wack Pack. Right. Thank you, Eric. All right, there we go. So there's a few nice words about uh, uh, Fred the Elephant Boy. Some people were glad we mentioned uh, and did a little eulogy for Barbara Walters, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, yeah, so so there you go. There is the fan mail and what people are excited about. Now, I I do, I you know, I'm I'm thinking... I'll take one more phone call, then I'll do a commercial break, and then when I come back, maybe I'll do one or two of these packages that have to mm-hmm. do with uh, uh, the Christmas and the New Year. Yeah, they they are time sensitive, is what you call that in the that's, radio biz, Howard. Yeah, that's right, Robin. <laughs> you know all the terms. 
Um, yes, uh, Amber, one last phone call. I'll take a break, and then maybe I'll get to a couple of these things about New Year's and, and all of that. And if I don't finish them today, by next week, we will finish them. Uh, go ahead, Amber. Uh, good morning, Howard. Good morning, Robin. Good morning, hopefully, my my men that I'm going to have a threesome with. But, uh, us, um, what? Sal and Richard. <laughs> I said this is, this is Amber again. I said, yeah. Oh, you're I, Amber. I oh, Amber ago. called yeah. a few weeks ago. I'll explain to the audience. Okay. She was sexually interested in Richard and Sal uh, <laughs> gangbanging her. And these guys, of course, are married and declined her offer. But I know Sal, it was killing Sal. Sal, yeah. If, if Sal only wishes he could, Richard, on the other hand, turned her down. Richard's not a real sexual being, you know. He oh, got yeah. a he got himself a girlfriend and married her, but I, I think it was the first girl he'd ever really slept with. Uh, yeah. You know, I think his I think he was a virgin when he met his wife. Uh, Richard, just, you know, he might be. I think he might be like high pitch Eric in the sexual world. You know, like well, he, he gets very excited about doing things with guys. No, you know what it is with Richard. And I, I, I suspect it has something to do with uh, you know, maybe growing up on a farm. But first of all, the guy barely bathes. He, he he's like a farm animal himself. <laughs> he, he's like an and when, and when you want to be with girls, you worry about your smell. Right, you, you just do. And I don't know what his poor wife does when this guy goes and exercises. And when I say exercise, runs a couple of miles and then just like skips showering. Stays with the clothes and doesn't shower for days. Yes. It's disgusting. I mean, the guy's got an odor about him and uh, his his balls and taint and sweat and ass smell. And when you want to be sexual with with the ladies, you got to keep clean. I mean, when I get in the bed with my wife, I've I, uh, you know. Beth will signal me. Uh, she'll go, uh, hey, bang a clock. She'll text. And I'll go, I'll be there in 10 minutes. I'm going to get clean. I'm going to shower. Because you're and, getting uh, ready. You take that uh, 10 uh, minutes to get ready. And she even says to me, clean, clean. Uh, she goes, I'm clean, clean, clean. What does that mean? That's from her modeling days. That means when they hire a woman, they'd say, we request you be clean, clean, clean. It means shave your snatch. Shave your armpits and shave your legs. Pussy. Exactly. Vagina and pussy. Richard will come into my office dripping dirty, with dirty, sweat. Dirty, dirty, dirty. Yeah. Dirty, yeah. When he gets hired for a modeling job, he's dirty, dirty, dirty. That's right, Robin. And I tell you, it's disgusting. He is sweating so much. And Richard, despite being in a band, a rock band, heavy metal, couldn't get pussy. He never got it, and it didn't bother him. Pussy. So when he met his wife, who's a, what I understand, an angel. I don't know what. I don't know what. Happened to her it lately. must not have any yes. olfactory bulbs at all. Does your wife <laughs> get clean, clean, clean before sex, or does she too practice what you do? Does she not no. shower and bathe, and, of, or of, no? She's very, very clean, and I get clean before things like that, of course. Bullshit. And the reason, the reason I come into the office sweaty. Is like I'll shower at home, but then I'll no, walk you to don't. the office. Now you're changing your story. You do not <laughs> yeah, shower. When we met babe. you, Richard. You didn't shower. You didn't brush your teeth. You didn't do a you're lot right. of things. Right. You're right. But now I shower more, but I still get sweaty and smelly. Is your wife the first girl you ever fucked? 
Not the first, but there's been very, very few. <laughs> How many girls did you have before your wife? Let's be honest. Let's have a uh, moment of honesty. Let's see. One. I mean, two, actual penetration. I think four. Really? I think before four. Your before your wife, so she would be five, or is it four yeah. altogether? Five okay. altogether. With, yeah, and I with think, you wife. listen, you're not a bad looking guy. I think he's struck out Thank because you. you stink. <laughs> you, know you know what? I'll was? tell you a story about this guy real quick. One time he sat in a homeless man's shit on the subway and he didn't go home and change his pants. He just, you know, kind of wiped down and I mean, he sat in shit from a homeless guy. You know why? Because it happened. I was I had been on the train for like an hour and a half going all the way out to Brooklyn. I was like, I'm not going all the way home to shower. Oh, no. Why would you do that? Yeah. I mean, unbelievable. Howard, I have a question for you. Yes. Um, uh, my partner and I, I got him to come uh, 20 times in 30 hours inside of me and in my mouth. And I probably had at least at least 100 orgasms um, squirted. Basically, he had a waterbed by the end of it. Um, and we're both really sore. Um, and we're wondering if you have any <laughs> advice. Of, no, I, you know, yeah, listen, don't do I, that again. Yeah, there's my <laughs> advice. So Robin had it. <laughs> well, listen. What your I don't know. What, I don't know what your story is, Amber. But you're you're sexed up to the point that it's abnormal. In other words, you're a freak. <laughs> yeah, it's and very gonna, abnormal to want baby. Richard and Sal. Yeah, that and, shows you how much of a freak she is. <laughs> let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Nothing wrong with being a freak. I'm a freak. Everyone's a freak in their own way. <laughs> but if you don't want your uh, your pussy to hurt, you can't do those kinds of things. Now, when I was a young oh. man, well, listen to me. When I was a young man, I was, uh, let me think how old I was. I was like, I was uh, 18. I had a girlfriend. This girl was sexual. And we would have sex five times a day. I'm not exaggerating. Oh, yeah, that's normal. Yeah. Like well, that isn't thing. normal. <laughs> uh, you're abnormal. If you don't have a job. <laughs> we had sex five times a day. We were so into each other. I still remember. I've actually looked her up on Facebook. I would oh, love really? to. Yeah, I would just love to see what she looks like. But, but she doesn't have an account. I don't know. Uh, who knows if she's, she's still hiding. alive. <laughs> well, I was 18 and she was 20 something years old. So she's a little bit older than me. You know, you start yeah. getting up around here and people start dropping off like flies. But um, so you think, you, you know, this fantasy of yours might be dead, might be in the ground. But um, <laughs> anyway, we never we didn't bang to the point where we were sore. I mean, uh, you know, you're having sex at such a trip. I mean, you're squirting, you're having entered in a, in a period of one or two days, a hundred times. I mean, uh, you I, and I hate to say this, I would never you normally say you may need that Rosemary Kennedy procedure where they remove the piece of her brain <laughs> to slow her down a bit. Call <laughs> the lobotomy. So you got to slow down. Yeah, when it's yeah. when sex starts to hurt, you slow down a little bit. That's all I'm going to say to you, Amber. All right, uh, Bobo, what do you want? Oh, uh, he uh, he was back and now he hung up again. Okay. Ah. Uh. All right. Enough. Enough with that. With that, I guess uh, he was upset with the high pitch Eric's uh, comments. Um, but, uh, anyway, I, I like hearing Bobo's, uh, eulogy, even though it was yeah. written out. Okay. There you go. There you go. Um, Robin, what I'm going to do now is, um, take a break. I need a break. 
And then uh, I'm going to come back and I'm going to see if I can hit one or two of these things uh, before the uh, before we end the show. If, you know, all my talent. You know, I always had a fantasy when I was a kid that the world would end when I die. I, I've always wanted that. <laughs> yeah. And now I realize I'm going to get my like every like life has been pretty good to me. I didn't start out so good. I took a lot of shit. But, you know. It's really interesting. I, I was watching the, the 60 Minutes piece. I didn't even watch the piece. I just read the headline. And it was that uh, 60 Minutes does a report that uh, they interviewed a bunch of scientists. And according to every scientist, you know, people who know, that life on Earth is no longer sustainable. When they said it hasn't been sustainable since the 1970, when we passed the 3 billion mark of people, that mm. the planet... When we had 3 billion human beings living on the planet, there are the oceans and, and, and the ecology and uh, farming and everything could easily support 3 billion people. And we'd have plenty of food, plenty of fresh air, plenty of everything we need. Now, since 1970, we're now up to 8 billion people. There's too many people. And people are now spread out like a virus and we're consuming everything. The oceans are being robbed of fish and, and the, 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 the various things that. And, and um, we make nothing but trash. That yeah. is our greatest production. Th there you go. It's like you watch the same report and. Uh, oh, I just saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I didn't see the report. I just have been watching people and I'm like, people just everywhere they go, they trash. And my timing, I realize I'll probably like I'll probably pass away. I've been thinking about like even if I manage to live another twenty years, I don't know. And by then, you could get to a hundred. Your parents were long lived. I mean, your mom's still here. I won't. My my wife and I think there's something wrong with me because, like yesterday after the like I slept for eight hours uh, before the show yesterday, mm -hmm. and then as soon as I was done with the show, I went. I slept for another hour and a half. <laughs> she goes you you sleep more than any person she sleeps you said she said you sleep more than your mother and she's like 95 so we're pretty sure something's wrong with me although i did oh go to the doctor and god everything checked out okay but i just think Howard, it's easier are you exercising yeah what are you doing yeah. i'm walking i walk an hour a day i uh i do the weights three times a week i gave up on the peloton i'm like fuck that oh really yeah, sometimes. I mean, I should go back to it. It's good for you, but then my knee hurts when I do it. So, oh, just... something with that fucking bike. You got to uh, find the exercise that works for you. Don't did. keep looking it's in called, the same place. Sleeping. Sleeping works. <laughs> you know what? But, uh, so who knows? You know, maybe, but, but Start whatever yoga it is. Yoga or Tai Chi. I, when I was over no, in Asia, we went can't to the park. Yeah. You might do, be able to do Tai Chi. No, so, I can't. I can't lay flat on my back. Even um, it hurts my neck and my stand. head. Yeah, I, I don't like it. I've seen people do tai chi. <laughs> it doesn't look much like exercise to me. I don't like it. That's like why you should be doing it because it works. That's when you're and old you, and you don't exert. Yeah, there's all the old people in the park and they do tai chi. Fuck Tai Chi. I, I don't like it. I've seen people do it and they go, yeah, and it's also self-defense. I go, the way you're moving, it ain't like no self-defense to me. You better <laughs> fucking... be fighting another Tai Chi person. Hold on a second. Oh, look who it is. It's Santa Claus. Hey, Santa. Oh. 
<laughs> you better play those packages and not be naughty. You know what I do to naughty boys. You'll get a real spanking. Get over mm. here on Santa oh. Slap. Mm. Take a spanking, <laughs> boy. Oh, Santa. Oh, 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 you better get oh, to that package, boy. That's oh, naughty oh, boy's oh, bottoms get a oh, nice little slap. Oh, that, oh. Ow, ow. Call ow. me Daddy Santa. Daddy Santa. Ah, I called you Daddy Santa. Ah. Oh. When Christmas oh, content goes unplayed, Santa <laughs> gets... I closed the door, Santa. <laughs> uh, yeah, I should play the uh, the packages. Yeah. I did mention CNN yesterday. I thought it was funny that... Andy, I, I think Andy Cohen does a nice job on CNN. I mean, it is a hard job to go on CNN and stand next to Aaron, Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper's a nice guy, but he's a serious motherfucker. There's no fun there. Every time Andy tried to get something going with Anderson, Anderson would start uh, like talking about some horrible atrocities in the world. Right. You know, the, talk about stiff. You know, they, <laughs> yeah, he's I mean, supposed to be a straight man, but he's a stiff man. I love Anderson Cooper. He's one of the best guests that ever did yeah. my show. But uh, Jesus Christ, they stick Andy on there on on with Anderson Cooper, and it's like two opposites. <laughs> Everyone goes, "Hey, it's so cool. They have so much in common. They're two gay men." I go, "They have nothing in common." <laughs> I mean, uh, Andy's just frivolous and fun and He's wants to gossip, as a goose, yeah, and and wants to drink and take edibles. And Anderson's like. I can't believe the atrocities going on in Iran. You know, like, right, like, like right. it's New Year's Eve, dude. Let go of it for a night. But anyway, uh, this year CNN said Andy Cohn is ruining the credibility as a news organization and therefore they will not allow him to drink alcohol on the air. There will be no drinking. And you know, I think most of us are smart enough to know that like when Andy Cohn's on there, New Year's Eve being goofy and getting drunk, it has absolutely nothing to do with the rest of the CNN year. It, it, like right. we get it's, it, we it's get it. New Year's, and they're trying to create a party atmosphere in a news organization. Maybe just scratch this whole New Year's Eve thing and just run a special and say, you know, hey, here's what happened in the year 2022. But no, right. they want to they want to develop something on New Year's, so they put Andy on, and then Andy inevitably gets drunk and says shit. Which, and by the way, it's not even really bad stuff. He said that the, he said uh, something about Ryan Seacrest. It wasn't even bad. Yeah. New Year's Rockin' Eve's full of losers or something like that. Something well, he said, uh, he goes, it's not real journey. Because, you know, they don't have Steve Perry. Oh, big oh. deal. I mean, you know. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. But it was also so, like, it's not, their show is better. Yeah. Because I don't know why. He's drunk. <laughs> but I like that the management at CNN goes, oh, my God. He said our show is better, and that ruins the credibility of CNN. <laughs> it's funny to me. Broadcasting is funny. But anyway, um, let me see here. Oh, okay. So, so the backstory is the new chairman and CEO of uh, CNN is a guy named Chris Licht. Licht. Like licked. <laughs> he must have gotten teased in school. No wonder he's so uptight. Hey, it's it's licked. Hey, dude, <laughs> licked mine ass. <laughs> hey, like they should put me on there drunk on New Year's Eve. I'll be like, hey, Chris, lick, licked mine ass. 
I could bring their credibility way down. But uh, new CNN chairman CEO Chris Licht told staffers that on-camera drinking was damaging the network's respectability. And he issued a new policy banning alcohol. So while they were on, Kevin Hart, the comedian, was on. And he was very upset that they wouldn't let Andy Cohen drink. And he started oh. cursing. <laughs> so stupid. But uh, here, here's Kevin Hart yelling. Like, he got really worked up about it. I think he's legit. I think he really was filled with grief that <laughs> Andy is, Cohen can't this drink. This is real outrage. Right. You Tell guys us. can't say anything Tell about us. it, but I can. I can say things about it. This is absolute <laughs> bullshit. I don't like it one bit. Okay? I'm going to say what you want to say. I don't want to. I can't believe this. I can't believe they pulled this shit on you guys. That's right, CNN. I said shit. I said Wow. Bullshit. I said it all. I'm pissed. Uh, Kevin, bless you. Thank you for that, first of all. Wow. I appreciate your wow. anger. Good you are a vessel for us. Yeah, Was well, that Anderson Cooper's laugh? Oh, my yeah, goodness. He giggles. He giggles. <laughs> That's hysterical. He giggles like a little girl. I love it. I know. It's like, listen yeah. to him. That's Anderson Cooper. Yeah, well... I think it would have been badass if uh, if um, Andy drank anyway. Yeah, I think he should have. I think, like, I don't know. I know. I, I mean, it's like fuck it, drink anyway. What do you care? Do you? Re- what? what are the, I know they're paying him nothing. You need that job? Yeah. What do you think they pay him? What? Is, let me Google that. <laughs> hey Siri, <laughs> what do they pay Andy Cohen? For his New Year's Eve special on CNN. Hmm. CNN's Andy Cohen. Yeah. CNN Andy's Cohen's. Take mystery shot on New Year's Eve. Oh. Nothing about salary. She sucks, uh, Siri. I told you, I don't even talk to her anymore. (laughs) Meet the team behind CNN. Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen's CNN New Year's Eve show. What the fuck? <laughs> I bet you they don't pay him. I bet you they pay him almost nothing. Yeah. And at this point, Andy's got money. I mean, I, think, I don't know. What, I think he just likes hanging out with Anderson Cooper. I don't think he does it for the money. Yeah, but. You know, if if like if CNN said to me, I want you to host New Year's Eve for us. And I say, OK, and I'm going to drink. And they go, well, we don't want you to. I say, well, fuck you. I don't, I don't you know, I'm going to do it yeah, the way I want to Just go along with it. This is what we always did. I mean, the truth right. is that we would always go along with whatever they said. And then we did what we wanted. Yeah, we are, we're liars. Like no <laughs> broadcast company should hire us because we lie. <laughs> Like, that's what I would do. I'd say, yeah, I understand what you, you know, they dro- drag me in a room. We have certain <laughs> guidelines. I go, yes, yes, I understand. And then I'd go on the next day and break them. And then they drag me back in and I'd go, yes, but, but I, I, I understand this time. Yeah. Yeah. No, or, or I'd say, you know, I'm just trying to get you guys ratings, uh, you know, and they go, but yeah, but you promised us. I go, no, I, I, well, okay. You know, I, I mean, oh. anyway. Um, anyway, so yeah. So when Andy did the show drunk, he screamed about, Steve Perry and Fake Journey. 
and it was kind of fun. I just got doused with confetti from the fake journey appearing on ABC. If it's not Steve Perry, it doesn't count. I mean, really. Do you it, get it? It's not that's journey. That's not true. It's propaganda. That's not true. It's propaganda. Now, here's a clip from Not Drunk Andy. This is uh, this year's special. Andy and Anderson Cooper read depressing messages from viewers throughout the night. And no one was drunk. So, I mean, this wasn't any fun. Okay, here's one from Brittany Hamas. Uh, she has a message to her dad. She said, it's been five years since we lost my dad after an 11-month battle with cancer. I hope he is having the most amazing New Year's in heaven. I here's hope one from Jenna Marcosia. She said, my husband, Jeff. Jeffrey and I have had quite a year on April 20th. We welcomed our first child, Bennett. There he is. Two days later, my husband found a large tumor in his hip, which turned out to be <laughs> cancer. The rest of the year has been all doctor appointments, surgeries, and sickness while still trying not to let the joy of our first baby pass us by. Uh, Kim Stafford has a message for her friend Ross, who died this past year, died by suicide. <laughs> she says, oh we love God. and miss you, Ross Arnold. You're with us every day. We wish Party. every day we could have one last chance to let you see yourself and your worth through our eyes uh he left he died by suicide this year left a hole in the lives and hearts of those who loved him struggled with mental health <laughs> what a Good party lord what a broadcast <laughs> yeah the 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 sober andy cohen show is that uh, cancer uh is this credibility uh building <laughs> yeah Suicide, cancer, you name it. Baby, death. death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing better than watching New Happy Year's New Eve. Year. <laughs> yeah. Whose but, idea uh, was that? I guess uh, Chris Licht. <laughs> By the way, Gary just slipped me a note. He says, I know Chris Licht. Really? I thought that name. I met him when I uh, interviewed um, Stephen Colbert. He was he used to be the oh. executive producer of the Stephen Colbert show. So I and guess now I he's running a news department. At, he's running uh, CNN. I mean, CNN. Yeah, that's well, weird. Well, they got rid of um, what was the guy's name who ran CNN, and they fired him because he I had forget. a girlfriend. He had a girlfriend who worked at CNN. Yeah, <laughs> they fired Jeff Zucker. Who? They fired him. Zucker. Jeff Zucker. They fired him for. Having a girlfriend, I think. And he kept it quiet. He didn't want to admit it. He didn't report it to HR. Yeah. <laughs> when do you know when to go to HR? Okay, I just, uh, you know, screwed that woman. Is it time to go to HR? Do I have uh, to she only, more? She only blew me, so I'll wait till she fucks me, and then I'll go down to HR. <laughs> uh, Zucker missed miss that window. Yeah, he was a little late on the uh, window. Licht, Licht was named chairman and CEO in February 2022. He started the job in May of 2022. Way to go, Chris. All right. Nice. All right. Putting that no alcohol ban on Andy Cohn has definitely improved the credibility. You think he had a sense of humor? He came from the Colbert show? You don't see Colbert getting wasted on the air. Tell you no, that, none I of that mean... nonsense. The, reading death notices and cancer notices on New Year's Eve, really? Well, Chris Licht knows it's possible to be funny without drinking because he saw <laughs> Stephen Colbert do it, and he expects the same professionalism from Andy Cohen. Like, Andy, you can't be funny without alcohol? But could That's what he's saying. Colbert make these, these notices, these announcements funny? 
Colbert would read them. My father died five years ago. Well, they were vamping. Colbert wouldn't vamp like that. He'd have some <laughs> stuff prepared. Okay. Yeah. Anderson, we're taking a break. Coming up next, people who drowned in 2022. We're going to have a whole top 10 list. <laughs> See, you're laughing. You'll love it. <laughs> you can make it funny. They didn't make it funny. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. It's so exciting. We're going we're gonna to talk about the many drownings in lakes and one in a bathtub. <laughs> Why don't they just get rid of Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper and just air a list of everyone who died in 2022 and their cause of death? That would be a good How show. How about getting some real entertainers? Mm, yeah, well, uh, those cost money. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's saying, look, if I get drunk, it's entertaining. <laughs> He's right. But, yeah, you know, he this knows. is not working, this, this list of mayhem and well, cancer. How's Andy, how's Andy going to be funny? He's not drunk, and they're giving him lists of dead people, to, <laughs> people who died of horrible tragedies. What is it, Ralph? Hey, now. Hey, you know what I think is funny? This this CNN in general has just gotten bad. It, it, <laughs> they've ruined nighttime. There's, I don't even watch it anymore. So this really? guy's worried about these guys drinking, and they he'd be more worried about their credibility being ruined because you couldn't hear anybody. They had Stamos on, and it kept cutting out. I mean, you're CNN. You can't, you can't have a mobile hookup, you know? Well, they probably didn't check their connection. There's a lot to be doing there. Yeah, it happened but, uh, with three people. They don't have Don Lemon on at night anymore, and you know. Why'd they get rid of him? He's not rich. They, they paired him up with a woman and put him on a different daytime. Part. They put him oh. in the morning, and it's yeah. like nobody wants to see that. And then they have Jake Tapper on at night, who's really annoying. He's got this nasal twang. He's like, hey, you want to? Hey, you got to hear this clip. Um, so this is New Year's Eve, and you know they're not letting Andy drink, which was a big mistake. Because Andy needs to be I don't even hear, you know, there's nothing for Anderson Cooper to giggle at. I love that giggle. Oh. But and then giggled anyway. He was but there. Anderson, but then Anderson brings up people, how, how people are hanged in Iran. Like, yeah. this is New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> listen, to, listen to this. I just think it's what is happening in Iran, also what's happening in Afghanistan to the women is yeah. pretty awful. Yeah. awful. And, and the, the strength and the courage of Iranian people to continue to go out and protest is incredible. In the wake of hangings of Absolutely. protesters. Uh, I don't know if they still do it, but for a while, when they hang people, it's not uh, hanging somebody and letting them drop, which breaks their neck instantly, kills them. It's picking somebody up with a crane so that it's actually suffocation, oh, it's yeah. strangulation. Yeah, I know. It's, it's very, it's very particularly brutal. Um, anyway, okay. And it, it, it's, it's so great. Andy. Now he's going to make his laugh. No, but it's so great because, like, like right behind them, people are celebrating New Year's <laughs> Eve, and I'm like, I'm like, you won't let Andy drink. Uh, Anderson's off on a jag about how to hang people in <laughs> how Iran. They, how they hang them in uh, Iran? Yeah, and I, I told you, I love Anderson, but I can't imagine he's much fun at a party. I mean, the dude, the dude wants to talk serious <laughs> shit, and, hey, and Andy's trying way. to make something. And Anderson's and Anderson's going on and on about this hanging, and Andy's kind of like, "Oh God, I need a drink. I just need you know a how they drink. hang them in Iran." Yeah, <laughs> you know what the worst part was? That was at like twelve oh five. Yeah, I mean they I just dropped the ball. Yeah, I immediately tuned to Miley Cyrus. <laughs> they literally dropped the ball. <laughs> Boy, Miley Cyrus has been um, 
really wearing some cute outfits on stage, yeah, too. Yeah, by the way, I have to apologize to her because I said Olivia Rodrigo's the hottest chick out there. Oh, my God, Miley. I forgot Miley looked incredible on New Year's Eve, and uh, yeah, it was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, she loved showing um, her titty and uh, her ass and vagina. And almost, almost her vagina. I mean, yeah. she had this, she had this dress on that was so short. It was great. I talked to her about that. She's like, yeah. You know, you gotta you gotta show some coochie to get these people interested. <laughs> I'm trying to sell records. Oh, yeah. all right. So get streams. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I, the whole music industry has changed. You gotta be naked when you sing. Now, not only do you have to have a good voice, not only do you have to have a good song, but you gotta kind of get nude. Uh -huh. um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking great. how 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 great I'd be if I was a lead singer and I was almost nude with my <laughs> tiny penis <laughs> <laughs> and your belly. Ralph's, yeah, my belly. Your Meanwhile, belly. What? yeah, my belly. Uh, yeah, I tried on about twenty shirts. I'm trying to clean out my closet for the new year, uh -huh. and uh, I said to Beth, uh, whenever I have a shirt that doesn't fit, I send it to her brothers because they're my height. Uh -huh. And so uh, I said, I got a shit. I tried on every shirt. I had custom made, but my belly is like wiggling around under there oh dear and you can kind of see it so i th i got rid of all these shirts there's no point i'm not going to get in that kind of shape again like i was you, when i did america's got, got talent you know i i gotta i gotta uh say you gotta talk to robin and not to the extent she does it but a keto diet which i started doing is no. so good the, the fat comes right off you it's you you're not burning you you know you're not, you should be burning fat and you ralph, would. ralph you would. no offense to you to robin or anybody else i didn't say anything Cal to you don't I put know. me in it calories i like to put you in it makes you <laughs> makes you happy i calories in calories out i'm doing the that mediterranean not diet not true not true no 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 let me you tell you something a bunch of candy you, same calories you yeah. didn't see a belly uh, on people vegetables go you to africa see a difference in the way you look biafra there were no people with bellies trust me yeah no they had those big bellies what are you talking about well, that's severe. <laughs> I'm talking about before they got their big bellies. All right, but you're not starving yourself. All right, listen, Ralph. I'm trying Meanwhile, to Ralph is coming over my house Friday. Oh. To measure that me. Happening? He's going to measure me. Uh, and uh, That means he's got to be near you. Yeah, well, I'm having him tested. Because he looks like. He have to stay away from you before you're sure that he's he looks negative. He looks like he's got COVID, the flu, <laughs> SRV. He looks like he's got it all. He's got it all. He's coming over. That's incredible. He's coming over with another dude, friend of ours, who uh, is going to come over with the tape measure. They're going to measure me up. Why does he have up. to be there if that guy's actually doing the measure? He doesn't. He, Ralph doesn't need to be there at all, but he's going to be because he's my, he's my, what is he? What are you again? My stylist. Supervisor. <laughs> yeah. So he Where's he's going to supervise the other guy. But it's but the guy's using a tape measure. He's I know. Never done that before. Listen, hey, Ralph. You know is, that's his job. Stay in Florida. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Ralph's coming out. I'm having the two of them tested on the road when they come to me. So by the time they get to my house, I'll know that they're negative. Okay. And then they're going to wear masks, and we'll uh, we'll be in my garage, you know. You won't let them in the house. No, <laughs> oh no, no, I wouldn't let me. No, in the house. we do. I do all my business in my garage now. 
cut it off and set up at the garage. So you can keep the garage door open. And it it's going to be so depressing when they take that tape measure and put it around my waist. <laughs> but no, I got to do this because my daughter is having black tie wedding. And um, no, I got to get something made. I gotta We're have some take general measurements and just kind of discuss what what it is because y- you can lose weight between now and then, and by the time we get to that, you know, like your shoulders aren't going to change and your arm length isn't going to change. Some of yeah. that stuff. So no, and it's going to be fine. So they're going to. So I'm going to have a suit made for my daughter's wedding. Uh huh. And then Ralph says to me, "This is why I might suspect that you're right about Ralph that he might have some <laughs> gay tendencies because he says to me, uh, did Robert say that?" <laughs> well, we discuss you when you're not uh, listening. Uh, I believe you're heterosexual. I don't care what you are, but Robin <laughs> thinks you might have some homosexuality. Aspect well, what did I say? I said for years that at 40, Ralph is coming out. He's he's defied me by still, no, you know, passing 40. First of well, all, whatever he is, whatever, whatever he is, is his business. But <laughs> he says to me, you must tell me. Um, what are, please tell me, <laughs> Ashley. Like yeah. He goes, you must tell me what are Ashley's colors so I can maybe match up your suit. I go, Ralph, match up my suit. To, I said, I don't know what my, you know I don't what? know. Enough. Excuse hey. me. I said, I don't know what my daughter's colors are, <laughs> but I am wearing a black tuxedo. That's it. My I color is black. Maybe she has some sort of theme of or here. something theme. that, you know. What guy thinks like that? I'm trying to cover you, man, and and respect your daughter. Get out of here. So, (laughs) I mean, okay. That speaks for itself. (laughs) I believe when you say you're heterosexual because I have no reason not to believe you. uh, What is the color scheme? I just don't know too many guys who think about (laughs) color schemes in the wedding. But all right, fair enough. Actually, that wasn't even quite my idea, but okay. It was something somebody mentioned to me, and I was like, okay. Ralph said to me, who is your daughter wearing? And I went, well, uh, I know Robin says you have gay tendencies, but I don't believe her. (laughs) Wait, what what does that other one say? You keep saying that. What are you saying? (laughs) What do you say? It's not what are you wearing now. It's like, what are you saying? Right. What's your story? What story are you telling? What is your story? <laughs> I told you the night I met Beth, it's because of Ralph. Ralph invited me to a party, and Ralph was sitting next to Beth, and she said, I didn't know he would be interested in me. I thought he was your gay friend. Yeah, she was thinking of having him be part of her girl gang. Well, he was thinking about go- she was thinking about going shopping with Ralph. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I love shopping. I love shopping at stores, the internet, anywhere. 99 cent store. <laughs> I love shopping. Is that gay? Is it gay when Ralph said to me, what story is your daughter's dress telling all of us? Uh, what's the dick? You know what, Ralph? You know what I'm saying? Maybe Ralph is not gay. He just speaks gay. Ralph proved to me he was heterosexual when he shaved my belly and he didn't blow me because he was on his knees. Uh... But anyway, I don't care what Ralph is. If Ralph's gay, well, straight, I, I really don't care myself. Why do you keep bringing matter. it up every time we talk? You you make an issue of it, so I have to bring it up. Yeah, Robin, <laughs> homophobe over there. <laughs> Greg, you have the last word of the show. Then I got to go. What what's on your mind, Greg in Connecticut? Connect Connecticut. 
Hello. Yes, well, Great. you said you were having knee problems with your uh, with your Peloton. Yeah. Yeah, so do you use, like, the, the, the clip-in shoes? Yep. Okay, it might be the clip itself. It might be a little askew, so it might need to be adjusted huh. to, to get your uh, knee aligned correctly. Who knows? When I was a kid, I, I rode my bike every day. And uh, I had no alignment. I had no handlebars. I had nothing. Yeah, had no clips. You should have seen the bike I had. I don't know where my, my wherever my parents got it from. It had to, it had to have been pre-owned, and nothing mattered, dude. Nothing mattered. Nothing hurt. I mean, uh, I'm sure there's nothing wrong with my bike. It's just me. I'm telling you, you that the exercises your... are wrong now. You need to change your routine. Yeah, you want me to do that horrible Tai Chi? <laughs> I can't wait to see you do Tai Chi. I, saw, I see every once in a while when I walk through Central Park, there's always a yes. group of old, uh, I don't know what ethnicity they are. They they look like they're out of a Kung Fu movie and they're doing Tai Chi. <laughs> and they're like, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, what the fuck? This is a martial How art? that be exercise? Give me a break. Yeah. Anyway, Greg, don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. Thanks, pal. Uh, Neil, you're on the air. You have the final word in New York. Hello. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Neil. Hello. Oh, boy, I'm glad you picked up. Uh, thank you. Um, uh, long time listener. I'm not going to go through all that. My license plate reads H. Stern. Anyhow, I'm a psychotherapist. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I love it. People comment on I have special screws so people don't steal their license plates. Um, I'm a psychotherapist. I was working with a woman who had OCD. I took out your book. I was reading from it. I said, you have to listen to Howard. I'm a big fan of Howard. His parents, uh, Square Dance and Rockville. This is 10, 20 years ago. But I don't want to bother them. And she said, wait a minute. You tell us, your patients, to do what we fear doing. How come you don't go get their signature if you want it? So I just want to say I went over. I was very polite. I said, excuse me, I see people square there. Could I please have the signature? Could you ask Mr. and Mrs. Stern if they would sign my book? Wait a second. Neil, you're telling me you went to their house to ask my parents for their signature? No. The Rockville set where I play tennis every day. I, now they... They destroyed the tennis courts at the at the recreation center where they square danced. They 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 had square dance. Yeah, I know the Rockville Center rec center. I got beaten up there really badly once. Oh, oh God Almighty! That's yeah. Uh, I, I I feel bad for you about that. Anyhow, they a group told me of uh, biker types came in with chains and beat a couple of me and my friends. We were playing basketball there. Don't you Get love it that there's here. always a group of guys? Yeah. Like, they're so brave, but they got to be in a group when they get in these fights. Well, I got to be honest. These guys look pretty tough. I, I think even alone, they could have beaten me uh, pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they didn't need a group, but they just they just did. It was crazy. They, they didn't want to embarrass you. You know, the whole group no, no, no wonder no one wanted to play with me when I was younger. <laughs> Everywhere I went, I got beaten. I mean, it's crazy, my life. I mean, it's not a bullshit story. I mean, I really, that happened to me. Uh, it was so bad, and I was actually older. I was uh, I was in high school, and yeah. I said I had enough. And I went to a JDL meeting, and um, <laughs> you were going to join uh, the Jewish Defense League. Yeah, and we went, and then they said, "Okay." And I, I told you this: a dude shows up. He's the leader, and he looked like Moshe Dayani had an eye patch, and he had a gun. Went, Holy! <laughs> f I'm in high school. I'm like, and he says, "Come on, we're going to go guard a temple." And I went, and they gave us all baseball bats. And I'm like, "I got to get away from these guys. They're going to kill someone tonight." And uh, they're not—they're not fucking around. Oh 
And uh, I so I snuck off. I never went back. But because I was tired of getting beaten up. You didn't stay there even that evening to see what no. would go down. I said, I have to get home, guys. <laughs> I was like, thank God. Well, my mother's thank, calling. Yeah, I was like, thank God nobody came to destroy the temple because uh, <laughs> I would have been up on murder charges. <laughs> you know, you, you know, Howard, ch- childhood trauma is one of the main issues that I deal with people with when they go back and they tell me about their different trauma they suffered and how it still affects them. But anyhow, finally, your parents came over your mother looked like she wanted me to disintegrate immediately <laughs> but your but but your father said to me you you like my son i said no i don't like your son i love your son your father had the biggest smile he would seem the most proud man give me that book let me sign it your mother reluctantly signed it and and uh, <laughs> I, I, it was just it, it was just that 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 your father was i know you say oh my father you know shut up but uh, he he was just exuding and effusive there you go joy well, over well, you i'm, a plea. I'm, I'm glad so he gave you, you i'm, I'm glad he gave you a smile uh, about me yeah, that's very nice i love it he was very- he, love love was coming out of him for you and and i just want to make that known and thank you for letting me uh give you well, a he, he was just so nice let me tell you something neil if i may i am so yeah. glad someone saw his love for me at least someone was <laughs> there, there is evidence there is evidence. there it is there's evidence all right i gotta get out of here i got shit to do we could sit here <laughs> all night it's daytime, One, Howard. You keep so, talking about day parts in the wrong way. What day is it? It Where is we? Wednesday, and it's still morning. What did I say? Uh, uh, Got to get out of here. Can't stay here all night. Is oh, uh, you see, I have something's wrong with me. <laughs> it feels like we've been here so long. It's nighttime to me. <laughs> I told you I have to go to sleep. Uh, hey, couple announcements before I go. Holly Weird Squares. Watch the full segment video now on the Howard Stern section of the SXM app. What a lot of fun. You got some great people on there. Uh, you know, Mad Dog, the guy who gets fisted. Um, uh, uh, who else? Ike Barinholtz was great on yeah. it. Uh, uh, there's so many good people. Wendy, the Wendy, slow adult. Wendy, the slow adult was the middle Rooster. Square. Rooster was on there. It was just great. He was excellent. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good people. Uh, If you love the show, you'll love the SXM, SiriusXM app. God, I hate that. SXM. Can you think of a harder name to say for a company? (laughs) SiriusXM. Just, it just, that name just makes you want to go buy one. (laughs) Well, let's just call it, let's call it Howard. Something like that. Just call the whole thing Howard. Whatever this is. I think we could get a better branding uh, name. Don't you think? Serious accent? I think that, yeah, some serious conversation should go on with people who are good at naming things. Yeah, I, have a, I go. Serious was fine. Yeah, I but go. But then they had to stick that XM on it. Yeah. We won. We should have dropped the XM. <laughs> we beat them. Uh, but anyway, uh, tune in and, and, and Matt Friend is on there, the Howard Stern impersonator. It's a lot of yes, fun. Yes, he was a lot of fun. On the SXM app. <laughs> <laughs> SXM. So easy to say, it rolls off the tongue. Uh, oh, 
Oh, there's so many people on the phone. Shit. This guy, Sam wants to talk to me. Uh, he needs advice. He has genital warts and he has to break the news to Ooh. his wife. Oh, Ooh. Oh, Ooh. oh. How do you get that? <laughs> you know what you got to do, Sam? Yes, sir. I think you, maybe you got to make up a cockamamie story. Like maybe you got to go, uh, yeah, I got these in college, uh, but... Uh, and they came back. Uh, came back. I never thought... It's a fluke. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do? You fucked you know, up? You fucked someone, huh? Behind her back. Uh, yeah, first time, long time. I'm guilty. You didn't wear the rubber, guilty huh? Guilty as charged. She, the, uh, I did while we were having intercourse. I did not finish. Um, the female took the prophylactic off and... Uh, Sucked me to completion. And I believe that's what happened. Can you get genital warts from sucking? Sure. Uh, wow. Yeah. Jeez. I'm so fucked. You're so fucked, dude. Well, you I'm know so what I've fucked. learned? I, you know, I tell you what that? I learned. And this is crazy talk. I think you got to come clean. I think you got to say, honey, because, you know, you don't want to give your wife genital warts. And so you got to go, honey. I don't even know how that whole work, that whole thing works. Is it warts. possible that he already did give her genital warts because he was fucking his wife after, but yeah. before he knew? Did you go home and uh, out of guilt fuck your wife and then give her genital warts? Possibly. Yes, that is a possibility. Mm. Wow. Well, you know what you could do? Then blame her. Just say, hey, honey, yeah, you gave like, me genital warts. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? How dare you? <laughs> yeah. But are How'd you, you get hiding this? from your wife? Well, yes, because at this point, uh, they're starting to physically show. Um, and mm. that's how I recognize the fact. Robin, what's the deal? Is there a cure? Am I, am I, is this a lifelong affliction? Do I, get I heard something removed? about them being able to burn them off or something. I, That's you'd what have I to heard. Really check with a doctor. So oh, it I might not be a lifetime. Be I heard. I heard yeah. genital warts can be burnt off. Yeah. That's but does I that heard. cure I don't you? Know really? Anything but, but, about it? But does that cure you? In other words, like, are you now free of genital warts, or do you have the the, the like? Is it like acne? They burn it off, and then it can come back. Look, what do I know? All I know is that if somebody's burning something off me, it better be a cure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Doc, what are you going to do? Uh, hold still, Howard. I'm going to burn your penis off <laughs> if I if you move and wriggle around too much. Um, hey, Sam, I have a pretty good idea for you. What if, call me crazy, why don't you call an actual doctor? <laughs> yeah, why is he calling us? We're, we're bozos. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Rob. Uh, yeah, um, Howard, I, I've, I've been to one. I guess uh, I'm going to have to go get a specialist. Maybe here's what I would Dr. do. Dr. Harry Frisch. Frisch was the, the uh, STD doctor. What are you going to do, that? though? Because know. unless you get on this fast... Know. I think, like... No, it doesn't. It's, come on. Is your wife going to leave you if you tell her you cheated? I've got two teenage kids. Go ahead. It is a possibility. Um, yes, she very well could. I think you got to tell her because you don't want her well, to get the Well, wait a minute, general. Howard. You know how sometimes, like, if you want to 
come out to your family. First, you tell them it was a horrible story. And then right. you know, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just gay. You know, like right. you, yeah, you I was down go in a with a devastating pop. story. Down at Lollipops, fucking a stripper in the ass, brought a disease home, feel great about it. I don't know, you know, but then there's the other thing, too. Like, maybe you're not in love with your wife. Maybe it's something you've got to really, maybe this, in a way, is a blessing. Like, you got to just say to her, look, you know, there's a reason I've been cheating. But then again, I know guys who who once in a while stray, but they do love their wife. I don't know. Hey, yeah, this is complex. yeah, guys are weird like that. Yeah, you got to you gotta talk to a doctor. First of all, we can get you right in and get those warts, bl- like, blown off right away. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, I used to have, a, you know, I had a wart on my hand. Yeah. And I hated it. I always kept my hand closed. It was right here, Robin, right, right here on oh. the palm of my hand. Uh-huh. It was huge. And then finally, my mother took me to a dermatologist and they put some shit on the thing and it like it shrunk a little, but it stayed. And then they finally just burned the fucker off. They had uh-huh. to burn it off twice. It was a Howard, regular war. Howard, we're talking about my ween there, brother. I know. That's what I'm saying. So this yeah, but fucking... your ween is unusable now. But what's he going to say to his wife? If like, how can like, do you how often do you have sex with your wife? Pretty regularly. I, I got mm. to help the appetite. Yeah. How old are you? Two to three nights a week. Forty. Wow. Why'd 40. you cheat? You're getting fucked two to three. You just got bored, I guess, huh? It's wrong place, wrong time, right situation. I Hard to control myself with a, a gorgeous woman all over me. What was it? What were you, a strip club? Yeah. Yeah. He went this for the JD's job. fantasy. This guy, I know, uh, had JD keeps spending the six hundred dollars, and he never gets this. There's some JD dudes on the, the main. He's about one hundred and fifty bucks, and we'll treat him just right. <laughs> Do the warts hurt, or they just like look unsightly? They are a bit painful mm. because I was thinking, like you know, to the skin. Yeah, I hear you. There's some dudes on the phone who got these genital warts. And I got a doctor here. You want me to? Shit, I was going to get let's, off the air, but yeah, let's see if uh, I don't want to hold you, Howard. But uh, anyway, anyway, you got to uh, you. You do need advice. All right, let me go to the doctor. You're a real doctor. Yeah. Hello. Hey, uh, but you're in Indiana. Is that a real doctor, Robin? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he got a degree here and then went to Indiana. Where, where'd you get your degree? That's fair. I got it here in Indiana, so it's probably oh. only like two thirds. Yeah, yeah, you can only work in Indiana. You can't. Come I think out. that I think you're a nurse <laughs> here in New York. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Uh, but okay, well, we'll go no, with this. He's, he's an Uber driver here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously, Doc. What what can you yeah. tell us about this? Like, how quick can we get these genital warts taken care of? So yeah, Robin's right. They can be burned off. They can be frozen off. It sucks to do. It sucks to have done. More importantly, though, um, this dude is going to have this virus for the rest of his life. He may uh, never. So get what does that mean? Can he continually continue to infect other people? 
He can. He can transmit this virus about one in every three to four people has it already because it's so common. And uh-huh. you can't actually spread it without ever having a wart. So you may not know that you've got it. You can have it for years and never really have any symptoms. But why it's important for her is that this virus, uh, family of viruses that causes these warts, has actually been implicated in a lot of female cancers, like cancers of the cervix and the external uh, general oh, area. wow. Because I was going to say, let's know that she's I, exposed to this. Yeah, I was going to say it'd be great because he could turn it around on her and say, you gave me genital warts, you know? Yeah. I mean, really, who's, you know, and then when she studies it, you'd say, yeah, it's possible you did. But uh, that's kind of low. But uh, that yeah. that's only something I would do. Um, you know, I don't recommend well, that for the someone out, else. Howard. He actually has yeah. an out now. Yeah, yeah. Blame her. Uh, hey, I got these warts. Clearly, you must have it. And she probably, maybe she does. Who knows? But, but, but in all seriousness, yeah. um, Doc, with the genital warts, he could burn them off, but it could come back. Yeah, the burning off hurts. It's not an easy thing to go through. I think he's got to just... keep it secret. Probably, if you're burning off warts, you're still going to have marks and a healing time. How about if he tells Absolutely. his wife, Doc? What if he said to his wife, "Hey, you know, I got these general warts, but I was faithful. I don't understand. Like it must have been something in my system, and the virus just acted up." What do you think of that? Or he, uh, he fell into a lot of toxic waste, maybe, or something. <laughs> no, but what do you think? Is that is that a legit lie? Like, could that no, be possible? Impossible? No. I mean, well, look, unless this is the first woman he's ever had sex with, you know, he could have had this virus for 10 years. He could have got That's what I'm saying. Yeah. How about if he says to his wife, listen, I got these general wars. I don't know how I got them. I ain't cheating on you. Yeah. But... They general must have had the virus, and they never showed up till now. Like, because I called the doctor, and he said that's probably Look, honey, what happened. I went to a doctor in Indiana, and he said <laughs> I've well, had this for a long time. That is. What do you think? Of that? That what do you think? I listen. Happen. Yeah, I know a guy who had genital warts, doc, and he told his wife that a witch cursed him in <laughs> like in Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> well, in a way, I guess he's right about that. <laughs> Sam, I don't mean to be making jokes. This is a serious thing. I mean, I guess you owe it to your wife to tell her, but I guess D- Derek here, the doctor from Indiana, is uh, telling us uh, maybe you go with like, hey, you know what? I was in, I used the toilet in Vietnam like 10 years ago. I was on vacation in Hanoi. and <laughs> I met a woman named Ping. <laughs> All right. Got it in got it in the uh, service over in Germany. Yeah. There you go. There you go. All right, Derek, thank you. Uh, Sam, I, what Hope are you going to do? Helps. Are you going to tell your wife? Are you going to come clean? Or what are you going to do? Yeah, I'm going I'm to come clean. I have wow. Boy, I, I don't want to be you right now. Well, would you mind, would you mind taping it? Would you mind taping when you tell your wife you have genital warts so we can hear it? Yeah, you might as well get something out of it, a little airtime. Well, shit, I'll just call back in. We'll, we'll, we'll three-way call her and if, and just do it together. Oh, wow. Fabulous. Do it on the air. If she was available, I'd do it right now. She's not. All All right, right, set it up. Set it up. We'll help you ruin your life. (laughs) I'll, I'll call back in. I got no shame. 
All right, Sam. All right. Good luck with that. Uh, there you go. Sam says he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. He got seduced. With the right and, uh, circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, he uh, has the genital warts. This is uh, Jennifer. She said she got him and didn't tell anyone. Right, Jennifer? Oh, my God. I was with this bartender, like, uh, for a night or two. And, uh, yeah, I ended up, like, I was like, why is your dick bumpy? Uh, is, is that always been like that? Is that just how your dick is? Apparently, he had fucking words, and <laughs> I ended up getting him. And I didn't have any symptoms for a really long time. And then I get with the man that I have my child with, and yeah, uh, apparently I spread them to him, and it, they didn't show up for a while, and it was just awful. We were, like, on an out-of-state trip, and mm. um, oh, my God, it was so bad, because we had to, like, go find a doctor, and, you know, all these bumps started showing up. <laughs> hey, what does your vagina look like? It must have looked like um uh, was, Well, I mean it was like he he noticed them first and uh oh my god, it was so bad cuz I was like, oh, I know exactly what this is from. I can't tell him. <laughs> so you didn't oh, you didn't fess up? I couldn't. I, how could I? I mean, this guy has a temper. But oh, oh, God. <laughs> end up dead in the trunk. Like, Honey, my penis looks like Pinhead. I don't know what's going oh, on. My God. So now did, uh, well, in case you're just tuning in, it's Wart Wednesday, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> so did they did they burn the warts off your vagina? No, they didn't. Actually, uh, they they didn't even diagnose us with like the. They didn't give us give us the right diagnosis, although I I had an inkling, and you know, I, I did some research. <laughs> but did your husband you have his uh, burned off? No, they oh. they well, we tried like doing like uh, you know over the counter like work freeze off stuff because oh. we had an idea. That's what it was. They told us it was molluscus, and I think Robin would know what that is. No, I don't. So you're just like oh, fucking now, oh. and you both of you with your warts, and, and and like you're both. So now you're just like fucking each other with your warts, right? No, no, they've gone away. Uh, you know, it, it, your your body gets over HPV. Generally, most people uh, get over it within two years. Is that right? Oh, that so your warts true. went away. Yeah, they did. Well, yes. Yeah. And I am, uh, but according to the doctor we just talked to, you could still infect somebody. You could have this come back, right? Yeah, yeah it, it can always come back. And Ugh, I never want to have sex now. again. I, 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 I to, <laughs> See what I mean? There's too Sorry. many people in the world. I told you that. It's, uh, yeah, it's uh, you know what? This is nature trying to get rid of some people, but we I, just keep going. I, yeah. I go in every year and I get checked. I mean, I I would like to go in, you know, <laughs> every six months. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm struck I'm by? Here you here you got this, and you you got a good. I mean, you're laughing all the way through this whole conversation. You seem to be oh, uh, amused by it all. Ten years ago, we, yeah. uh, and your husband was fine with whatever explanation it, he got. He didn't know husband. where the words. Go on. No, was my husband. We just had a a kid together. <laughs> Oh, nice. oh, 
<laughs> Everything's funny. <laughs> yeah, I sucked some guy off. I got the warts. I like that she, the original guy who gave it to her, she goes, DG, there's bumps all over your penis. Here, yeah, stick that thing inside went, of me. Went, went there anyway. Yeah, yeah right. Like, you must what? be really horny. You must be one horny broad. If you're like, hey, I really am. I really am. Your, your, your penis looks like um, I could read it in Braille. And right, uh, those, here, just are those bumps there all the time? Y- y- just stick it in oh me, please. Uh, let, yeah, cut the nonsense. Yeah, I, yeah, I was desperate. I like that you actually like saw the bumps. You caught it in time, and then like you just stuck it in you. Oh my God. <laughs> That's my kind of gal. I was, I was oh. so young and fucking. You should have married that guy. Clearly, you were in love with him. I mean, my God. You know. Yeah, I found out he went with Yarry and ended up getting another girl pregnant, and I'm glad it wasn't me. So, all right, babe, I gotta go. Thanks, Jennifer. Thanks for sharing, uh, Jennifer in California. Yeah, yeah, I, I have to hang up before I wow, get some words. That was over the a, phone. a road we didn't think. We were trying to wrap up the show, and all of a sudden, we were in uh, Wartville. Yeah, warts and all. Wartland. Wartland, America. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's nasty. That sounds pretty nasty. All right, I gotta go. Uh, like I said, go on the app, check out uh, Hollywood Squares. Next Wednesday, JB Smooth's gonna stop by. I haven't talked to Ooh, JB in a we while. We haven't talked to him in a long time. I miss him. Yeah, yeah he's a good dude, JB. Uh, yeah, and the full segment of um, Hollywood Squares is up on the app. I'm talking about the TV show. And we'll get, here's what I'm going to do. I didn't get to these Christmas packages, but you know what? Fuck it. I, as far as I'm concerned, we might not get to them until July, but I don't care. <laughs> Christmas in July. They have that, yeah. you know. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> here's uh, Gloria. She just wants to get in right before we end the show. Yes, Gloria. Okay. Hi, Howard. I'll make this really quick. Um, I have mushrooms growing out of my snatch. <laughs> my clip looks like a witch's nose. <laughs> so, ma'am, you're oh saying... You you have a disease yeah. called mushrooms hanging out of your vagina? Yeah, they look like shiitake mushrooms or maybe morel. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I fucked a guy a couple of years ago. I got a really bumpy cock and voila. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I say you seem yeah. also in a very good mood, even though you have uh, you slept with a guy with a bumpy mushrooms, cock. Yeah. You have mushrooms. Yeah, well, I have mushrooms out of my snatch. Sometimes I slice them up, put them on pizza. I don't care. <laughs> oh, so you're saying That's you're why. saying you caught mushrooms from a guy, and uh, mm-hmm. now you can actually cut them off and eat them. You can feed yourself. There's you can. Uh, it's like a farm. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's they great. call me truffle cunt back at the office. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thank you. Thank you for uh, 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 sharing that uh, story with us. What a great nice one. Great last word. Great last yeah, word. Great last word. All right. We'll see you uh, next time. Bye.